Welcome to Broken Campfire. Hello. You know, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche once wrote, The man of knowledge must be able not only to love his enemies, but also to hate his friends. I Who's that? that? I wrote that. That was me. I didn't write that, but I can definitely do that. Well, I'm Flask. I have with me Greg, John, and Vito. We'll, uh, we'll talk about video games and stuff, but first, if you have any questions or comments for us, please send them to brokencampfire at gmail.com. Quip at us on Twitter at, at, at brokencampfire. And check us out on Twitch and YouTube under Broken Campfire, of course. Vito, you're huh? first to speak this week. What have you oh. been about oh, God. I recently? Even, I didn't even know this was coming. Um, yep. What's up, guys? Hi. It's been a while. Hi, Vito. It's been a while. Um, exactly I've, one week. I will tell the listeners. Been, maybe exactly it's been even one longer than wow. that. Maybe we haven't even seen each other since before Thanksgiving. In two weeks. Right. Uh, first of all, I just want to say that it was weird that when Andy hosts, he usually starts off with like a group prayer before the podcast. I'm kind of out of whack right now. <laughs> um... <laughs> So whatever, I guess you just. It's just different. It's different. It's just different. It's just different. It's just different. It doesn't make it I have worse. Different faith. You know, I, I, yeah, I feel a little weird about it, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been uh, been a little busy. All right, I haven't got to play as many video games as you guys would would hope I would. That's I went down okay, the list man. earlier. It's not looking good. <laughs> he was oh. very disappointed. Well, let's go down. We'll go down the list again. All right. Well, let's let's start from the top down. That's because Vito also. I don't think he talked about it when I was play, playing it or talked about it. But anyways, Vito, I started God of War. I did start uh, God of oh, War. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I don't have, start, not have finish. I, have I spoke at all about it on this pod? I don't think so. I think because that you've last week we had the the thing, and then I don't know the week before that was something. But yeah, I don't uh, think I don't think you had played it. Yet. Well, in any case, I'm like fourteen or fifteen hours in. To God of War Ragnarok. Uh, How long abouts is that game in total? I have no idea. I think it's like John was saying he was like thirty hours in, and well, he was okay, halfway through. Are you playing just straight up normal difficulty? Straight up normal difficulty. Mm, I'd say you could probably do it, in, and, and if you're like like it looking for side quest stuff, but you're not it. hunting them down, I'd probably say like probably like thirty. Okay. I played I played one difficulty up from that, and I. I've like ninety percent of the game. I didn't get every single thing. I'm still playing every now and then. I got about fifty hours. So can we talk me, some, uh, uh, twenty hours to beat it? Wait, are you memeing? Or are you actually no? You I actually you played, played it. Why you would I meme about that? I beat it in twenty hours. Okay, so that's know. pretty I can't quick. Confirm this. I don't know. If it's true. He's never mentioned this before. I, you know, I, I felt like the game was coming to a head, um, or like it's third act, um. I don't and, think so. And then and then some big stuff happened that yeah, I know oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. that I know I'm not even close now. Like, can we talk like minor spoilers? Uh, Gameplay Flash, spoilers? Do you want to not hear any of this? I don't know if you're playing. Uh, I'll bunker myself for for a few. Hey, go Just ahead. Let me know. 
And Greg, you did play. Skidoo. You did. Play I Ragnarok. did. I know me. I, oh, Ragnarok. I'm sorry. They were talking about the first game. Ah, uh, see, that's. <laughs> oh, you got he was, me. Uh, you got me. I knew it. I, I knew for a second, I thought up. there was something up. Like you never even mentioned. Yeah. This. Well, yeah. That's why I was like, oh, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, Vito uh, did play God of War, the original one. Gotcha. Now yeah. this all makes sense. I'm going to spoiler myself and tell right. Flash to delete this I'm glad I, conversation I went over it again. Right. John? Everybody who hasn't played I, God of War Ragnarok, <laughs> get the fuck out. Out of here. Spoilers for God of War Ragnarok until 1248. <laughs> All right. I knew um, there was something up. Yeah, I thought there was something weird about that. Um, but I thought that, you know, I'm playing it in such like increments that I lose track of how much time I've played in the game. So it feels longer than I actually have put that many hours in. But I was in... Vanaheim, and I was like, oh man, I feel like things are, are kind of coming to a head. And then I unlocked like the entire skill tree for fucking, um, what's her name? Freya. Ba- Freya. And I was like, oh fuck. Like, like I unlocked the, the blank skill tree for her. So I was like, oh wow, there's a lot more gameplay oh, right, to, right, be, right, right. to be had, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, no, no. You, you, I wouldn't even. I don't even know if you're like halfway, to be honest. Um, uh, I mean, there's a lot of worlds on that. Uh, I mean, yeah, you. I mean, they thing. they confirm this for, so it's not a spoiler. You you do go to every realm, and you're gonna go to all nine of them. Uh, obviously, oh, okay. some you spend more time in than others, but you, you're gonna visit them all. Cool. I, I'm overall, I am really digging the game, I, I, like a lot in every sense, and it's been a, a joy playing it with my girlfriend. She's Loving the story and the writing is fun and, and watching me, you know, play the game because um, it's a game that she wouldn't really be able to play on her own. Um, right. So it's, it's been fun. Um, I got to say, I felt like the, the most recent two realms were a little like they were there. They're just because I'm, I'm criticizing it because it's such a great game. Those realms felt a little flat. Uh, Alfheim. The desert area. Oh, you didn't like Alfheim? Nah, I just I don't know. It was, it was sand and yeah, I kind of like caves. I liked when they they had that uh, sandstorm um, that I quickly <laughs> dispersed, but that was cool. And riding on the sled was yeah. neat, but it kind of gave me Gears of War five vibes. <laughs> a little bit. So I was but... tri- I was triggered a little bit by that. Um, no, I, I like Alfheim. I agree on uh, Vanaheim, but and I guess it's a tiny spoilers. Um, another area in that like world opens up, and I think it's cooler than the first one. Yeah, I mean that's just typical. Like, I mean that's supposed to be like actually, I guess Midgard's supposed to be Earth. I don't really know what Vanaheim's about, but it seems like it's just like forest Earth. Yeah, it's oh, like a forest. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saving a lot of stuff for when we do. I want to do like a, like a just a God of War pod, but I yeah. do like how you know because there are nine realms, they can essentially have like nine completely different environments. Right. Uh, even though I don't remember kind of similar like mid well, Midgard's like wintry, I guess, whatever. You split hairs. But you know, they can they can do nine different things if they wanted to. That is cool. I'm excited to get to the other realms and I and I hope that they'll be very exciting to me. Um I mean Vanheim I noticed in Vanheim, like I wasn't like thrilled with it. I mean it's you know, it's like a tropical forest kind of thing, but there's a lot of like wildlife and shit in the background that I was surprised to see like a lot yeah, of different some, yeah there's some fun little uh you know in the first game uh Freya you know she lives in like that giant turtle or the turtle with the tree on it 
Right. You know yeah, what I'm talking the, about? Yeah. You can you can see little ones of those, like little baby ones, uh, walking around in Vanaheim. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the size of like your foot. Right. Oh, yeah, just I mean, just little stuff like that. You're right. That is cool. That you know, you know each like of these realms cool. have stuff like that. I, I think another thing that kind of bugged me about uh, Alfheim was like those crystal puzzles. I was just kind of like, why are they making me do this? It didn't feel. You didn't dig that. Nah, I thought it was kind of lame. Um, like. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You were constantly doing it, and it weren't great. Cause, yeah, I mean, I, I, I may say whatever. It was serviceable for like puzzles. It was fine. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it just boiled down to find it, and then what, and another thing, find the sweet spot. Yeah, they, they were like almost almost trivial, but yeah. like you were doing them so often, I was like, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, they didn't bother me, but yeah, I, I wouldn't brag about them. And they? I, I also got Atreus and Freya or whatever the hell or Brock's like telling me the answer like immediately too. So. Um, I only ran in. I mean, and like I said, I think that's a, a main quest thing mostly because obviously you can't like account for all the side quest stuff. But I feel like I only ran into that a handful of times. Um, that it's definitely. Some, some I mean, it's definitely there. Yelled the answer to a puzzle. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was like an, I don't know. It was it happened no, it so few times where I was like, I could almost give it the benefit of the doubt, like in a story situation, you know what I mean? Like your companion might just tell you what to do Yeah, and you can make like a whole argument. Like, well, it's a game. You have the choice over that. Like it shouldn't, but like, I don't know. I, I, I was just memeing, I guess, because you see people talking on the internet about that and it's kind of funny, but it actually really didn't bother me. I might not even have noticed had it not been for all the memes. Like I said, there were one, like one or two times at the whole game where I was like, I like, all right, come on. You, you actually didn't give me a chance. Like, come, come on. <laughs> Yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, I like as far as like characters talking, one thing I thought was cool was like when Mamir is on your on your belt, like he'll yell like, you know, oh to to your left, uh, or something like that. And it's actually like helpful. Like like that's saved me a couple times. I was like, Oh fuck, this guy yeah. like jumping at me or something. One thing that annoys me though, and I haven't actually figured it out to my entire playthrough, is sometimes when you're walking around your companion will say, like, not, not in combat, they'll say, like, oh, look at that. Or, like, oh, I uh, see something. Yeah, Freya will say, I see something. What the fuck is she talking about? I don't know, dude. She's often it'll be areas out. where I completely, like, explored and have 100% of it. So I'm like, is there, like, a hidden oh, thing? Do like, you, a hidden do hidden you thing? though? <laughs> no, that, well, that's one thing I say about the game that's really accessible is that, you know, anytime you look at the map, you know, it breaks down in, like, small sections, like, what is there and what you have like uh, gotten? You know what I mean? Oh, that's cool. I don't know if I even noticed that. Oh, yeah, definitely check it out because like I mean, you know how much I've I've complained about it several times over the pod. Uh, the original God of War, well, the 2018 God of War, the Odin Ravens. How it's just like a, such a stupid like side quest collectible, right? Uh, in this game, I think I got all of them except for two. Oh, um, nice! Just because it did break it down so easily. And, and, I, and there's there's like only half of them. I think there's like 100 in the 2018. There's only like 48 or something. Some of those game. ravens were, I don't know, were tough to get. I just kind of walked past them because the ones that are flying around in the sky, I some don't know. Are, if, some of them are little puzzles. Like the first time you see it, like you won't be able to get it from where you first see it. You'll have to okay. go somewhere else or traverse something. That makes uh, sense. But the only thing, I mean, that, uh, yeah, I don't know. And they did make it a little bit more worthwhile. I mean, I'm sure you've been to... Um, I don't know. What is that realm you can go to? Uh, what does it look like? Which one? It's like all white. It's very small. 
I mean, it's like. Oh, I don't know if I have. I have you just didn't choose to go there. I think you know. I think when you first maybe get the option to Vanaheim, it gives you, or maybe Elfheim. Yeah, I think it gives you the option to go somewhere else. I might have just skipped over it. Oh yeah, it's, oh well, that's an extremely tiny like area. I mean, it's still worth going there, but it ties in with the ravens. You get like uh, you can open up like a certain chest. There's like six of them, depending on how many ravens you you've defeated. Um, right. I did see something about that. Okay. Yeah, man, it's a small part. But anyways, uh, yeah, overall, I really game. I'm I'm looking forward to you beating it so I can have a full pot about it and really yeah. break it down. Yeah, hopefully I'll get uh, to playing more of that soon. My girlfriend would stop messing around. Right. Stop working. Yeah, what the, the nervous some people do. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bring these jokers back in here. All right. Boom, boom. So then Jesus shows up. And he's with. No, no, I brought them back in. I brought them back in. Oh. Does Greg have any? Well, anyway, to do so with he's with Jesus. Vishnu, and then. <laughs> hmm? Oh, they got all the. Oh, they're doing. Oh man, that would be crazy if the next God of War was like Christian gods, and you had to fucking, you had to fight Jesus. I don't think they. I was speculating on who do you think would win. I watched a video. I mean, well, so officially they've said like they have no further plans for God of War games, but. Oh. I did watch a video with the game director and he, you know, was saying all sorts of things about the game. But he did say there is a hint, and I'll, I'll wait till you finish the game to tell you about it. Where there is a hint um that a character does that would that kind of points to where they they think that the series could go. Does he do the sign of does Kratos do the sign of the cross at some point? There's a little, he does a little uh, one two tie my shoe on his. Jesus, <laughs> if I, I ever see say. you again, I'll, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I can't give too much information. I'll just say he stops a fight with Thor to say the Our Father, and then he never gets brought <laughs> up again. I don't know. That's all oh, that's so funny. I, I was thinking that the the Egyptian pantheon would be the obvious next choice, right? Well, that was dude. That would be when God of War came out, sick. and they were doing you know like uh, behind the scenes for that. That was on like the the drawing board of like the choices they were going to pick. You know, Norse, whatever, okay. whatever. Yeah, it was like that in Egyptian. Um, and and of course, it, I mean, if, if you guys played the 2018 God of War, I know Greg has. I know Greg definitely has. I have not. 20 hours. Oh. 20 uh, hours, There is baby. a point where you, you do see, like, uh, an area where it just has, like, uh, a bunch of treasures from different lands. Like, there's, there is Egyptian-themed stuff. There's Greek-themed stuff. They, like, cover a bunch of shit. Okay. Like, they, they cover all their bases just in case, you know? The Vikings yeah. did, like, to raid, didn't they? Uh, One of them did, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I could definitely see, I mean, because Egypt and Greece, you know, they're close together. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, they I got tons see. of cool fucking looking gods and stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't really know the mythology too well. I will but, you know, beat the cool. shit out of Anubis. Like Zodia. Right? Yeah, exactly, dude. That's exactly. Zodia, Ra. Blue Eyes, White Dragon. Dude, sick, sick gods they got. Yeah. Um. So, Vito, what else have you been doing? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, let's <laughs> go on with those. God of War, then we'll go What's down a little it? bit. Uh, have you beaten Enter the Gungeon yet? I know you've been putting it in hard work. I've been seeing your progress. You know I've been putting in hard work. I Actually, know you've been putting in work. I have too. played that this week a lot. I, I got 48 hours in that game right now, and I haven't beat the game once. That boggles my mind. It's actually getting very frustrating where I'm like... I would like to... I was trying to find out how long it took me to, to get my first one. And don't get me wrong, I, I probably think it's comparable. It's not... It's not When you played game the game, beat. it was hard... When you first beat it, it was a harder game, right? Well, yeah, it was a little harder. 
I mean, I don't want to be like back in my day, but yeah, they did yeah. they did balance it to be a little. I bit, mean, when, well, I wouldn't even say harder. It was just more RNG. Like they've just balanced it to where like big things are. You know, you're guaranteed now to get a gun and an item on a floor, um, and there's a guaranteed way to get a key. Those are like the biggest changes. Mm. Before, like you could go on a floor and just get like two items, and like you had to fight the boss with you know your your fucking starter gun, you know, or even like going into the second floor. Or you could just not get a key at all and not be able to open the chest. But so is that a game where you would just throw away runs if it wasn't going well at that point? At that, in the, in uh, I mean, I'm sure some people would, maybe? but I mean, I don't know. You still play, just to, you still try. Okay. You still, yeah. I mean, because a big part, I don't know. I'm getting into some game theory here. A big part of roguelites, <laughs> especially early on, is like you're gonna die. Except that, but just try to see as much of the game as you can and like mm -hmm. absorb, you know, like the the attack patterns for the enemies. Hmm. That's the stuff that really matters, you know what I mean? True. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that's... Yeah, and I always see it through to the end. And, you know, you you can always complete, you know, meta goals also in a run, even if you know you're not going to beat the run. But, I, I don't know, there aren't that I many too, in I my too. sights, you know, in Enter the Gungeon. Like, um, yeah, right now for you, I mean, you're just trying to get them credits and buy items. I'm really just trying to, yeah, and as, from what I hear, I really just need to beat the game once, and that will kind of open it up a little bit. But man, yeah. 50 hours oh, yeah, definitely. in... You definitely have way more content. Yeah, you're just kind of locked at like where you're at right now. Yeah, it, it does not feel... I, I love the I think the game's phenomenal, but it does not feel good that it took 50 hours. I thought Hades, it took a long time to get that first win. And I think we compared hours, actually. I was literally like, me and you were spot on the same amount of hours um, for our first. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were pretty darn close, or like um, within a few runs. Yeah, I don't remember how many runs. I feel like it was like thirty runs. It was it was somewhere in the like thirty. That. I think it was low thirties, yeah. if I remember correctly. I remember thinking that was a lot. I mean, that was kind of my first foray in a rogue like. So I, I don't know, you know, how these go game to game. But I thought that was a lot, and now I'm like fifty hours into this game, and I haven't beat it once, and it's like. Runs go for 40, 50 minutes. If, you know, a good run, at like, let's say you make it to the, the fourth floor or fifth floor, but then you die is what I mean, because I haven't beat the game. And that might take me 40 to 50 minutes. That's like a long run do, just to fail, you know? And to the Gungeons, yeah, I will say that is, I mean, you can call it a downside. I think the runs are a little long. Um, but I will say as, long, as far as roguelites go, I, I think this is probably the... Not like the hardest ever, but like of the ones I played, you know, Bind of Isaac, you know, the Spelunky, this. I think this is the hardest one to just to get like a full out mm. win. Just because it is so long. Uh, it took me, the game came out on April, uh, April 5th, and I beat the fifth boss on April 30th. Uh, so like three, a little more than three weeks. I don't have numbers here, but I'm assuming I was playing a lot. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if I had around that time. Yeah, I am having a lot of fun, but I do, you know, I know that like anything in life, if you're trying to learn something or get better at something, like it requires being able to practice and being able to do that thing repeatedly, um, like in a short period of time. So it's like, if you think about Enter the Gungeon, like every time I get to the fifth floor, which is only every, you know, whatever it is, let's say it's six runs. And then each of those runs could be 30 minutes to almost an hour. It's like there's a lot of time in between those runs. So it's like I could get to the fifth floor, fight a boss I've never seen before, 
you know, maybe I don't last mm. that long. And then it's like hours and hours until I like, and, and they're randomly generated too. So like I get up to that floor, it could be somebody else I've never seen before. So you're not getting that repeated, you know, that exercise of, of practicing, knowing what the enemies are, knowing the layout of the dungeons. Just yeah. the fifth floor. First. I will say this. I like, yeah. No, go ahead, Greg. Oh, I was going to say, uh, a game I play is um, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Uh, and they have something like that, uh, like where if you go to the main lobby, you can practice each floor, each boss, mm. and it. Well, you uh, can't do that like, into the dungeon. You, there, you there's to, oh, you have to work a, for it a little bit. You got to work oh. for it though. You gotta you gotta unlock, you gotta unlock an elevator. Floors. So I have oh, an I elevator, mean, but oh, you have to unlock gotcha. each floor, and each floor is like a big task to unlock. It's kind of hard. I, I will say, enter the dungeon, and I I think you're I feel like you're just about there if you haven't already been there. It does have a unique thing where. Once you start to get better at the, like the first two floors, it kind of snowballs. You know what I mean? Like, once you can reliably kill the first boss, especially, but usually the second boss too. You know, without getting hit, mm -hmm. you know that gives you two extra hearts. Um, and now you can spend your money instead of like filling your health up or buying hearts. Now you're spending your money on you know more firepower, and you just kind of snowball into being even stronger when you get to those like third and fourth levels. Right, right. Uh, but you know, first you gotta you know get those first two down, but. But it's it's yeah it's a room. Yeah. All right. I don't mean to complain too much because I'm enjoying it. I'm still playing it. If I really didn't like, as it, long as you're enjoying I, it, I yeah. would stop playing. No, uh, yeah, no, I, I feel you. What's the next on my on my list? Is there anything else? Uh, Vampire Survivor. I don't even uh, know if you talked about that one at all. I don't know if I did. I I started playing that. The game's no. I definitely might have mentioned it. The game's lit. I love it. Um, I play like Enter the Gungeon until my brain feels fried. And then I switched to Vampire Survivors and we watch like a movie or something because hmm. I can like turn my brain off and it could be really easy that game. I, I mean, I've, I've beaten it a couple times, but you know, clearly you want to keep unlocking characters and evolving all the weapons and stuff. Um, and I haven't gotten that far, but that's a sick game. Um, so unlocking a, everything in that game does take quite a bit of investment. I think so. I mean, there's a bunch Kinda of characters. Investment. There's a bunch of characters that you can unlock in different ways. In Vampire Survivor? Um, oh, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, even when I play, I played it was early, early access. When I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's things in the game I haven't even heard about. But yeah, you do. I mean, you do. You can unlock like 15 things in like one run. Like it is possible. You can, you know, weeping. But there's just so much to unlock. Yeah, it's gonna I guess take that makes sense. Time. Yeah, you would have you're to leveling have your rewarding. character up overall. Like you know, you get money through a run. And then you'll um, not even level up your character, just level up your base stats, and then they just add on to whatever character you're picking to play. Uh, you know, things just That's like cool. more health, or you get more gold, or more experience. So there's constantly something for you to be striving exactly, towards, something exactly. for you to be unlocking. Yeah. That you would have to have that, I guess. Yeah. yeah you're, you're always unlocking something in that game or working towards something. Yeah. Um, I really wish, wish that game was on mobile. I think they're, I think they mentioned maybe they're working on it. No, it's, it's not. Um, and that would be the perfect mobile game. It's so easy to play, perfect to just like kill time. Um, but ho hopefully, hopefully soon. Um, did I mention that I was playing Enter the Gungeon at all? Uh, sorry, uh, Into the Breach at all on this podcast? Oh, you're doing a Into bit for breach, a second. I, I, so. I, I didn't know where <laughs> I was. I was ready to follow you, but I didn't know where. No, I seen that actually when I was I was looking at your achievements on Gungeon right now. I seen you played for like five minutes or something. Okay, I apologize if maybe I did mention it, but I don't um, think so. No, okay. Well, I 
So Netflix has been getting into gaming and they offered, uh, it's like an epic thing where they offer like a free game. I don't know if it's every month or whatever, but they offered uh, Into the Breach. Um, well, EGS does free game giveaway every week, one or two games every week. Okay, sorry. So yeah, so I don't know what Netflix is doing, but they offered, it was Into the Breach on mobile for free if you just had a Netflix account. I never played the game before. I always wanted to play it. I, I really liked FTL. So I downloaded mm-hmm. it and um, I got to play it a lot on mobile on a recent uh, trip, on my Thanksgiving trip. And uh, that game is sick. That game is so good. It's a tactics. This is the mech tactics, right? Yeah, mech tactics where you could foresee the, the enemy's like, next move. And that's like the whole gameplay oh, yeah, conceit okay. is that, you know, if, if you see a bug and he's about to attack like your city, well, maybe you could like, punch him and that will push him and then his attack will actually go into like his friend or something like that um it's a very uh hardcore game i i would say um kind of like ftl if you played that like it's a roguelike and um it's it's difficult so i think the idea like any of these games is you you play it and you you fail but you kind of you get better and you unlock uh, in this case, and into the breach, you'll unlock like more mechs to use, more mech teams, and then you could swap out your mechs, and they all have different abilities. It's kind of like chess in a way. Um, like each of your mechs Mech has like a certain move it can make, and it can move a certain pattern of tiles, and it can attack in a certain pattern. Um, it feels kind of like that, but uh, a lot of fun. I actually just bought it on Steam too because I, I was like, I need to play more oh, okay. of this. And uh, it's worth it's worth the money. But playing it on mobile like you are, um, the the time commitment is such that even for such a hardcore game, it still feels rewarding, even when you might lose more frequently than. Another oh, games. yeah, it was just fun to play it. Like I, I was playing it on the plane uh, during my Thanksgiving trip. And I yeah, I lost a lot, but it, it's just a fun. Uh, the gameplay thinky, loop itself is, is game. Fun. Yeah, it's rewarding when you do well, uh, but it's very hard, <clears throat> I thought. I get you. Um, and I think that's about it for me. You think you're going to get Exit the Gungeon? Dude, once I... F- I don't know, man. That's like a whole different, it's a like, different genre, style. Right? Yeah, it's like a different style mm-hmm. also. like uh, It's like a side thing, right? Yeah, I'll post a, the store page. It's... I mean... Yeah, sort of, whatever. It's it's more bullet hell-like. I mean, because it was originally a mobile game. It's still great. Don't Don't let that dissuade you. Uh, yeah, you're not running like over a map. You're just kind. Of, it's more like it's like Contra. You're playing Contra. Hmm. Well, that's cool. So and this uh, is on mobile. Maybe I'll get it on mobile if it's on mobile. I think uh, I'm pretty sure it's on mobile. I recommend it highly. I mean, obviously, Entry Gun is better, but like, it's still really solid. You ever okay, play uh, Nuclear Throne? I never got into it too hard, but I I did have that. Yeah, I played it when it was on Game Pass. Maybe it even still that is. Was a, it was a fun one. I did yeah, I did dig I, it. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Flash, were you Oh, just just that it is a dungeon climber, as they describe it, where it's it's like you know Spelunky sort of two uh, uh, D uh, side visuals where you're going up, right? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but much smaller maps. I mean, okay, it's like yeah. Spelunky where you're going up, but it's more of like a bullet hell where you're just like on a like a small screen and right, you're you're you're, you're, you're moving faster, I imagine. Yeah. Hmm. All right, but okay. that's it for me. Thank you. Okay, dude. 
me up next then in this random order um let's see uh andor finished up two weeks ago good show check it out uh didn't it never got many episodes is that uh, it was 10 12 i've been watching a lot of shows recently so i, I 10 Lord. 12 10 i think 12 they announced they're making like another season of that, right? Or yes, is something else. Yeah, they so. are. I, b- I believe so. I believe they are. Well, that's cool. Even though I don't think it did super well in in like viewership, and a lot of people attribute that to I think rightly the previous Star Wars shows being kind of a letdown. Uh, you know, Obi Wan, Boba Fett, that stuff kind of soured people on Star Wars. I think a bit, uh, definitely on the Disney Plus side. But I think I think this show is is still getting a second season at least. Uh, because of just very strong word of mouth. And it is a good show. It's a solid season of television as it exists right now. Um, I finished 1899 as well. That's on Netflix. Wasn't worth it to me. Um, <laughs> wasn't worth watching. Basically this, just... A, a, sorry? 18... 1899. I never heard of it. That was the the show that's from the same creators as Dark. Uh, so the yes. the Germans making their dark, sullen show. Yes. Oh, that's upsetting. Well, you didn't like Dark much either, though. I had problems with Dark. I think I think Dark was better, like conceptually and in in execution. I could admit that, even though I didn't uh, finish the show. Eighteen ninety nine, I think, kind of fails on like multiple levels. Basically, it's just people bumbling about sullenly for for like eight hours because it's eight episodes. Uh, and then I felt that the ending sort of invalidated any meaning the season might have had. I mean, it it changes the meaning of things, but I, I just feel like I don't care. <laughs> that's that's the way I felt. The Guardian says this painfully slow sci-fi show is absolutely <laughs> agonizing. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I wouldn't. Wow, that's that's pretty that's uh, brutal. That's pretty harsh. I, I guess I would agree with that sentiment for sure. Um, in that it is slow, but only because it chooses to do so little with its time. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it doesn't advance things. Everyone's just just kind of running around the ship and not talking to each other or talking to each other in different languages that they can't understand. Um, not really trying to solve things, not sharing information. And just be, everyone is super dour because I guess the Germans like that as the... <laughs> Yeah, the it's funny because ev- every single thing you're saying sounds like you're describing dark. But I guess what you're mm-hmm. saying, and and I, I I loved dark, like dark just worked, and it was super brooding and slow. Yeah, but I guess they just didn't. I think what gave here. dark its edge was it just pure speculation. I think it would be the underlying narrative uh, tightness. And and cohesion, like with everything, it was very all smart. These, uh, yeah, very very intelligent. Plot. Yes, the structure, absolutely. I think that's what kind of made it made dark successful. Mm. Uh, I don't feel like eighteen ninety nine has that same thing going on. I mean, dark like just nailed the vibes. Like, does eighteen ninety nine have a soundtrack that <sighs> just absolutely not one I like or, personally? Uh, um. I feel like a lot of their um, score might be okay. I honestly don't remember a lot of it, but the they use licensed music sometimes, and it's it does not work for me at all. Hmm. I know what they're trying to do, but it did not work for me. 
Man. So yeah, I believe you. I might have to check this out though. <laughs> I was a really big dark fan. Just because, yeah, just because you enjoyed dark. Yeah, maybe give it a shot. Maybe you'll feel differently, and then yeah. you can uh, tell everybody. <laughs> uh, I also watched Wednesday, the new Adams Family show on Netflix. How is that? I was interested in watching that. <clears throat> uh, f- d- pretty decent, actually. Um, not bad. It, so it features Wednesday as the, the protagonist, obviously, going to an academy of mystery. She's, a, she's high school age in this, and she's sent off to this, this boarding school academy. Um, but there's, of course, mysterious things afoot. Um, and it's also like a, a dark and, and monstrous place. It, it really feels like an original young adult script that they had lying around that they inserted Adam's family the property into once the opportunity arose for them to do so it feels like a cw show like a riverdale or a sabrina you're saying Although that in a, in a not not great way not in a not great way like thematically like using all those elements of a ya uh, story but or a world but it's not bad even with that in mind like it, it the execution ends up not being bad in my opinion um i was not feeling the first episode but I did stick with it, and I started to appreciate the show more after that point. I think Jenna Ortega does well with the the deadpan shtick as Wednesday, like like Richie did with the character in the movies. The whole like uh, um, you know, s- snarky attitude, deadpan, no emotion, that yeah. kind of stuff. I think she does well with that. Um, and her interactions with other characters is like the best part of the show. That's sort of what defines it. Uh, yeah. The whole Wednesday goes to a school with monster teenagers, which is the actual angle they went with. Um, oh, is that what mon- it's about? Yeah. The other students are literally vampires, werewolves, sirens. I think that's great. Gorgons. But that's it's so interesting. It, I, so it's interesting, but in like a generic way, like in a this was a <laughs> this is just a YA world. Uh, right. and that angle, right? You, you, I mean, when you hear that, you think it's like a fish out of water story, like, mm-hmm. you know, when he's at a normal high school. Yeah. Right. It kind of muddles it. Cause like the Adams family, usually you're right. So it's, it's like, like a, so it's like a Scooby-Doo ghoul school situation. Right, we got going it, yeah, now that's the vibe I'm getting now. Right. Right. It sort of defeats the central premise of the Adams family being creepy and kooky in but contrast. Yeah, but they were in like society. the normal world. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, so it's kind of muddled in that she is a normal human, although there's like there, uh, there's some they play with that a little bit that she's not really normal, normal. Um, but she is essentially a normal human in a school full of monsters. But she's also the only one who uh, relishes in the grim, uh, grotesque, you know, lifestyle that the Adams family is known for, as opposed to all the monster students who are. Aside from being monsters, normal, like normal high school people. students. Oh. Exactly, yeah. Um, so it's still like a fish out of water, sort of, but they're also just happen to be monster children running about. They all happen to be monsters except for her. The um, show definitely focuses on Wednesday, and she's at school the whole time, right? Like, there's not yes. that much of the rest of the family. No, the rest of the family comes in a couple episodes, uh, and they are lackluster 
Yeah. In comparison to previous like portrayals basically. that we've seen. Yeah. I actually saw the first episode and I was severely okay. underwhelmed by uh, Gomez and Morticia. I felt the same way. Yeah. I felt the same way about the entire episode, but definitely their performances are not, they don't really click. Um, I think the, the next episode they appear in, they're a little bit better. They have more to like chew on. Um, but definitely they're kind of like a, a weak portrayal, the rest of the family. Uh, but once you get past that, I think, I think the show in general improves and the show is carried by Wednesday being herself, being above it all snarky, as I said, by that dynamic with all those other characters. Um, so it gets more confident in that sense. And it also gets more narratively silly as it goes on, I would say a little bit messy, but if you can view it on its terms as the type of show that you know it to be. I would say it's enjoyable. Um, and the show is doing really well right now, it as is, I understand yeah, it. It's, it's like, like a new top. record for most views in a week and third most popular English language show on Netflix. Pretty yeah. wild. Pretty wild. I don't think anyone really anticipated that happening for this no. show. I mean, is Tim it, Burton's you, involved. You, as I was going to say, you didn't mention Tim Burton is uh, the director. He's executive, executive producing and he directed three of the episodes. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, so he wasn't like writing the show. He wasn't... Uh, show running but yeah i think it's uh i think it's enjoyable enough and uh it's definitely going to get <laughs> more seasons from netflix's end right on as for games yeah check it out as for games i played a bunch of colorful games i guess i'm not sure why that was the theme of this this past week or two i played a bunch of games that involved colorful worlds and colors themselves hmm. uh, i played alba a wildlife adventure I from a couple years back. I did not. I did Isn't not make a band? it. Up. Oh, that's Alba. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. In Alba, you are a uh, a young girl running around a Spanish island, taking photos of animals, mostly birds, uh, like to fill Pikachu up your animal sorry, album. Pokemon Snap kind of game. It's fucking grandpa. It's not <laughs> quite the same. Well, there was a new Pokemon Snap, John, on, uh, on the Switch. He called it a Pikachu, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get you. Absolutely grandpa behavior with that one. Um, it's not quite the same as Pokemon Snap in that you are not graded for your photos. And when your photos appear in the album, they don't, they're not the actual photo you took. You just have to capture the bird or whatever in frame. So there's no and, artistic like, uh no, angle to the photos. No. That is not so an it's aspect. It's kind of like of the game. everybody gets a trophy. Uh, <laughs> hmm. The the point of and gameplay of the game is to explore and take photos to fill out your album. Basically collect them all uh around the island. And you can also do various side tasks as you're going around. Um but the photo mechanic itself, yeah, it's simple. It's is it in frame? And you're just collecting those. But that's all right. Um, you know, finding all the all the beasts through the various means is enough. You're unlocking new areas and ways to uh, find new birds, mostly. Uh, And it's just. Yeah, I would say, uh, Vito, you know, as a person who takes photos of stuff for for money, for living. There's a game like this or just like a photo game. Is that like, uh, does that appeal to you or that just suddenly work? Uh, 
a game I don't I only know only what he said so far, but a game like this doesn't appeal to me. Maybe like because, a Pokemon Snap. I, well, I guess you don't really care. No, about Pokemon. I don't think I'd ever play those games because it just feels like um, like what is the gameplay? And by that I mean like what is the challenge? Because it sounds like you're just kind of go take through the motions. Photos. I think it's something this is less about challenge and more just like being nice. That's what it sounds and, like. I, yes, I have no room in my them. life to be nice. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not interested in being nice. Uh, well, not being nice, but seeing nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, environment. It's, about it's the, a sandbox where you could, you could friendly, take photos. Vibe. Right, yeah. right. It's escapism. Yes. Yeah. You're running about the island. And the running about the island itself is, is fun because you're just like... Game looks it, beautiful. It feels, Decent, yeah, it looks nice. I mean, nice. specifically, you know, because you take pictures, just taking pictures in a game, you know, appeal to you. Uh, you know, when photo modes really started hitting their stride like oh, two years I, ago, I remember, yeah, I was sending John fucking <laughs> my I took some sick photos right. in that. I took some cool photos. God in, of War uh, actually just got an update really recently. I mean, within the last couple of days, it added a photo mode. Yeah, I think I'm over it. I think once I, when I got in the photos, I was like, oh man, these photo modes are sick. Uh, Fallen Jedi, Ghost of Tsushima Control had all sick photo modes. Oh, now I'm like, it. I just, now you're, it is, I'm like, I, that'd be work for me. I don't want to do that. I feel like I could have answered your question, John, in the negative for Vito, because I think the aspect about photography that appeals in real life is, is absolutely the artistic element. The ability to capture what you want to capture, like to capture it in the ex precise way, or just capture right, a moment in time and something, space. Yeah, by express. I, mean, I, I think it is yeah. very cool to have, like, being able to take, like, for instance, my hobby of street photography. You know, walking around a city, and then you in you are exploring an environment on one hand and then you are like capturing these little moments and those moments are special because it's something that only like you saw because you were at the right spot at the right moment and yeah. you chose what was important in your you know your visual space like i think that's cool doing that in a video game especially because it had it's it's a newer thing i think um you know, we've had. It seems like there is, not, yeah, there is a. I mean, photo modes aside, there is, I think, a burgeoning at this point for a few years now, uh, like subcategory, subgenre of photography games. Yeah, um, but for photo some reason, I'm not attracted to the games part. that are photography games. I don't know. I think it's why. because they're mostly pleasant checklists, right? And that that's a certain type of game that might be enjoyable to play casually, might be enjoyable to some type of person. But I understand how it could be. Like, there could be a disconnect there between that and something with more artistic expression, like real yeah. photography. Like I, I enjoy um, looking at people's uh, Spider-Man screenshots because that, that's another great photo mode. Mm. And I did that for a little bit. Yeah, it's a kind of game where like someone might capture something like so rare, something really rare happening. I don't know, like two objects colliding or something like that. Um, I feel like in these like Pokemon Snap games, like you're, I don't know, you, the game is based around taking photos and, and there are only so many iterations of a photo you could take of a certain Pokemon or whatever. I could you're also trying to appease It could be doing judge. like a move or whatnot. 
because like you said it's not about the the art the artistic uh element it's just about the checklist about getting the photo yeah. of that thing there are specifications especially in pokemon snap i don't know if it's different in the new one but specifications for like what will appease the the person who's judging your photographs you know like what will get you the most points whereas in photo modes which are in a game but are part of games and in real life that's not the point at all you know you're not trying to appease anyone in particular you're trying right. to evoke something you're using a sandbox in real life to you're expressing yourself by taking a photo of something that you find to be really really cool and interesting or you know like i would love mm -hmm. a game that almost like uh what's that one uh ubisoft city game with the hacking uh, uh watchdogs watchdogs watch like i don't know some game like kind of like watchdogs where you're skulking around a city um and then there's like a photo mode i don't know i i could get behind something something like that like street photography and like a cool. video game but where where there are systems happening where there's random events happening and things that might happen in your game that don't happen in somebody else's game just kind of mirroring like a real life there is, experience there's an old there's a world war ii game that came out a few years ago i don't remember the name of it but there was a like an item you can get uh you can just load out it was a part of your loadout and it was an old World War II camera, and you could just go around and take pictures of people on the battlefield and shit. That's and neat. It would, <laughs> and it would uh, put, like, an old filter over it and save it to your computer. Yeah, and very, that's, that's like, very, rudimentary, but that's really cool because every photo you take, there's, like, a story behind it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever that player was doing in the game, maybe somebody who you fought with that died or, um, you know, just because of the nature of that game. Uh, I remember taking a lot of like uh, photos, like screenshots and then photos with the camera and like Red Dead because that was a game that had uh, dynamic lighting. And I feel like that's something that'd be really important to have in a game where you're taking photos. Oh, yeah. That man. the game can look like differently that. in a lot of different ways. Exactly. Yeah. Same like, places can, can look different. Swamp areas. Exactly. Would, like, cut you can get those beams of light. Yeah. Like if you're in the right place at the right time, you'd be like, experiencing like. A different particle effects that maybe other players haven't hadn't seen and, and it you know the way it bounces off a certain object um you know i think that that's the key systems like that that reward players for being at a certain place at a certain time and like snapping a photo all right someone make like a like a modern mark echoes getting up but for photography yes. set yes. in a city Yes, with dynamic lighting and random events and stuff like that. Exactly, like systems running all the time. And don't you don't have to make the photos the like the main element of the game. Just have like a cool photo mode. That is that's like the perfect example right there. You could do like Beyond Good and Evil, where that had a photo element, but it was in service of exposing the government or corporation. Oh. They're like you know they're operations their nefarious operations you could have an in-game like sharing service like i don't know like some sort of instagram where you could like post your oh, photos cool. or something yeah. that'd be cool have it like a in like in-universe arg so just an rg <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, RG. yeah just to go back real quick that game i was talking about was uh postscriptum posts okay i've heard that name postum and scriptum boys all right. Uh, before we move on, I just wanted to note that uh, earlier when Vito started talking about him going out and doing street photography, like almost to the line when he said street photography, 
there was the sound of a police siren in the background of his microphone. Yeah, I was, I was, was concerned that timed. you guys might hear that. Sorry about that. I didn't even know. No, it York, was amazingly though, you know? timed. It was, like, it was like perfectly <laughs> timed for that sentence. I hope that picks yeah. up in the, in the podcast. Actually, on that note, they're knocking on my door. I got to run. I'll be right back. Shit. All right. Well, in the meantime, I'll go on about my other games. Uh, I also played Lunistus. Lunistus. Oh, you made that one. Another so uh, game. Is, kind of, is there like a moon involved? You're for two right now. There is. Lun- Lunesta, bro? That's a fucking <laughs> rug, bro. You're on like... It's a real game. Shut up. Oh, okay. Please stop bullying me about my fake... I mean, my real games. Uh, Lunistus is another uh, 3D Sonic-esque runner, platformer type thing, where you, you scoop up lines of collectibles through a course. Um, self-described as a love letter to PS1 and Sega Saturn and definitely in graphics it's got that sort of dithered texture style very confident little game very smooth just a, just a pleasant experience it can challenge you a bit if you, if you want to get good level ranks or the secret ending of course there's a secret ending to achieve um, but yeah just very very fun little game to play um, and that seems to also be like a burgeoning subgenre right now is like retro style 3D runner platformer collectible things. I- I'm seeing a lot of those recently and I'm going to play them all. Huh. <laughs> Fill in the void of that Sonic didn't. I guess. I guess. Yeah. They're all like technically taking from the Sonic brand or like formula what it what it represents but i don't think any of them are trying to just emulate sonic they're all like better than sonic ever was i think (laughs) i was never a big sonic guy so i don't really know for sure but i think nobody's like i think everybody's um taking the the vibe or the the feeling from those 3d sonic games and just this game like making their own thing voxel graphics um it's definitely like polygonally i'm not sure if it's voxel based i don't think it looks really cool actually yeah it looks uh colorful and nice and smooth and as i said those dithered textures that are sort of retro sort of too too uh too detailed to be that's the word genuinely retro it's nice it's cool bad name though lunistus yeah it's just i don't think that's a good name lunistus not super catchy no uh but if you if you know if you fall into the this niche which is trying to fill then Maybe that wouldn't matter, I guess. Oh, and there's a demo. Oh, and it's only five bucks, too. And there's a demo. Yeah, cheap. That's good. Uh, speaking of cheap and also short, uh, I also played Super Kiwi 64 All right. from the creator of Kiwi 64 and those other... letting him do this? <laughs> you know, that's like a fruit, right? I was going to not say it this time, but that is it's actually, actually a, a fake game as well. No, it's a oh. bird game. Oh, for, it's real. Right, fake bird game, sorry. Uh, but this is the same developer as, of course, Kiwi64 and those other N64 stuff. Did you... Wait, that, I didn't hear you right. Did I just hear you right? Did you just say this is, of course, made by the same developer as Kiwi64? Yes. You said that like as if... So you've gone we, one step beyond. Instead of making a game up, you made a franchise up. <laughs> Okay. The way you said that no, though was really arrogant. Can we go admit ahead and that? Tell me about Kiwi sixty four. I've never heard. Of it. I didn't have an N sixty four. You gotta excuse me. Um, 
I've I've actually talked about Kiwi sixty four previously you, on the podcast. Oh, I played it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I um, don't believe. It's, well, first of all, it's Super Kiwi sixty four. No, no, no. That, but no, there, no, no. This is the second game. He's saying yes. Wait. Oh, so Super Kiwi sixty four. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's the well, sequel to Kiwi sixty four. Right. Um, and the, the both of them, of course, are uh very strong homages to Banjo. Uh, and those types of like N64 collectathon type stuff. Definitely N64 visual style and gameplay very similar to Banjo collecting, running around, platforming. Uh, short, casual, pretty fun, kind of jank, but nothing broken jank. It's just like, I guess it's the kind of jank that, in a way that an N64 game would might have been jank. You know, like your your camera can clip through surfaces and stuff like that. And it, like. And everything's kind of like not not aliased, or rather, it's not anti-aliased. Authentically jank. Yes, that's a good way to put it, and that's I think what he was definitely going for. Um, but very short, very short, like under an hour. But it's like three dollars, something like that. Three dollars on Steam, yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, I hope this guy keeps making games because they're they're fun little experiences. I played. Supra Land, S U P R A Land. Oh boy! Yeah, I'm just gonna shut my mouth. <laughs> uh, you will never know when one of these is fake. Uh, oh, so this game surprised you enjoy me. This? But just in the development of my reaction to it, which so it's a first-person action adventure platformer. Uh, a lot of fun to play. Simple combat uh, can get a little tense sometimes, especially when there's more enemies uh, uh, in your way. Uh, a lot of environmental puzzles. That's the main thing. Good environments to explore and platform around with a lot of secret areas, stuff like that. Um, the setting is that you are a tiny toy person in basically some kid's sandbox where you set up a bunch of levels. Uh, and there's other toy people and and tiny skeleton enemies for some reason are like the main enemy type uh, that can spawn. So the game has upgrades that that always feel good when you unlock them. So it's a definite it, like it's a continuous good feeling to to find stuff, unlock stuff. It's a Metroid, early on Metroidvania, right? In That's- in what sense are you asking that? Well, I was just in the way you Steam page, stuff? that's how people were describing it, that it's like, kind of like a Metroidvania where you're unlocking stuff and then, I guess, exploring. I guess I guess you could describe it that way, yeah. I mean, keep in mind, it is first-person uh, 3D, fully, you know, fully 3D environments. But, uh, yeah, you are kind of weaving back through areas and unlocking stuff in secret areas and um, finding, finding new ways to unlock stuff in areas you previously vis- visited with abilities you've unlocked, stuff like that. So, yeah, you could definitely describe it that way. Um, and when you unlock stuff, uh, it feels good early on. They add features to the gameplay experience. And then later they're mostly buffs to your damage or health, stuff like that. So I played a few hours of the game. I was really enjoying myself. I got to about the middle of the game or where I, where I suspected the middle was where there's a, a boss encounter. And honestly, by that point, my interest was kind of flagging, uh, after that point, I started feeling really weary about um, encountering each new puzzle area. Like I'd walk into an area 
And instead of feeling excited at like what I could tackle next, what I could tackle here, uh, I would be like, oh man, what do I have to do now? Like, like what? Oh God, I have to figure this next thing out. And that's not a feeling that I was enjoying. Um, that's probably just a me, just a me problem to be fair, but this wasn't in one long session. I was coming back to the game and picking away at it and, and but feeling kind of like, as I said, weary, kind of bored several times over. Um, and I think that might be because the puzzles go from mostly platforming based and maybe little organic connections and logic as you're platforming to more specific utilizations of concepts and abilities in the right progression. So for instance, like I'd have to climb up here to turn on the electricity, to go back down there, to shoot a blast through the electricity to another switch, to open a door so that I can step on a button to activate a boost pad while I have a box placed on another pad button to shoot a switch, to activate a blast that'll bounce between pads and into the door, which will open a like, these sequences of puzzles or these puzzle sequences of uh of things you have to accomplish things you have to set up and uh so you would have to figure that out and then oh the next room has another puzzle just like that so i'm i'm exaggerating obviously with that crazy sequence but you get my point that like when you enter a new area and you know that there's going to be another one of those you're like maybe i'll just stop for now <laughs> Right. And so one of the times I just stopped for now and then never went back. So that was my experience with Superland. A very fun game to play that wore on me until I stopped. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I uh I played this um they have a free demo you can try. I played this some years back. Okay. Um a similar experience. I played the demo and the demo was pretty lengthy. I'm not even sure if I got to the end of it. I probably put in about two hours and I thought this is really fun. But I've had enough. I didn't <laughs> buy the game. Yeah, the first few hours, I would say, are are they really do sell the game? And I was I was at that point thinking, oh man, this is like a new favorite of this type of game. And I didn't finish the game <laughs> because I got it got so tedious, so disappointing. Uh jeez, what? Okay, I'm, I'm running along a time, but I do have one more game to talk about. Uh, I played In Sound Mind. In Sound Mind. Have you guys heard of this one? It's probably Why bigger than does this game sound familiar? I'm not going to comment. I really it came out last it. year. It's not oh, fake. I just looked this up. It's it looks real. like it has uh, one review and it was uploaded yeah. this morning. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. By, by Flesk. Yeah. Got me there. Oh, this looks well, spooky. It is a survival oh, yeah, horror the experience. Dude, uh, the dude on the cover uh, made me interested in that game. The weird hat right, man. Right, he's a freaky looking hat man. Yeah. Um, this came out last year. Uh, a lot of people say it's more psychological puzzler than horror, which is pretty true. It's not like fully committed to the same type of survival horror that um, a more combat focused game might be. You do have a gun and limited resources. But it's mostly about the puzzles, I would say. There is definitely combat frequently, but mostly about the puzzles. The, the developer is We Make Stuff, who previously made Nightmare House 2, which you might remember was a popular Half-Life 2 mod. Um, 
from like about a decade ago or more. Uh, you know, Nightmare House, Nightmare House 2, Under Hell, those were the, the big ones at the time. And uh, I guess they're they're making their own types of games now, but In Sound Mind takes a lot after that style of game. Uh, if you've played one of those, you'll feel right at home. Same style of gameplay, same feeling overall. You're breaking boards, uh, finding flashlight batteries, stuff like that, you know. Um, but it's a fun game. Uh, lots of little puzzle gimmicks. Um quite a number of shooty bits, you know, enemies to encounter. Uh, same type of enemy throughout the entire game, but that's okay. Decent story. Um, pretty over-the-top antagonist, the guy is on the cover. Uh, not necessarily super creative environments, but certainly well-utilized environments. Um, they are cool, don't get me wrong. And, and the way it works out is you come back to a hub between the individual levels. Uh, that are all themed to their own thing. And each time you bring back more abilities to collect stuff in the hub area, you unlock new areas in the hub, which is always fun to be able to come back and say, okay, what can I do now with the, right. with the new stuff I got? Um, the game has a uh, decent atmosphere, I think, if you, if you let it. And one of the cool things is you can find a song, uh, a record, after each chapter that has that uh was written specifically for that chapter's themes by uh the musician the living tombstone uh who's like that's, an internet musician person that's very cool i always love that yeah uh so while it's a little cheesy to play a song in game that immediately references what you just experienced i do love games that have commissioned specific music like that right. i think that's great um yeah, it's a pretty good game. Not bad at all. Uh, really does remind me of uh, expansive mods uh, from back in the day. But like, you know, doing its own thing now. And uh, definitely a little like a, a tier above that for sure. And uh, yeah, cohesive. I enjoyed the puzzles. I don't know about this one. It looks cool. In sound mind. And that's it for me. So now that we're about an hour in, let's take a break, shall we? Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I guess. And we'll return with someone you. else. That's all right. It was good stuff, though. It was some fun games that you made up. Yeah. I think I was really creative with all the made-up games I made up this time. Usually, yeah. I feel like I... Like, like usually I have one or two, but this time I had a bunch and it was, it was like really fun concocting all the various ways in which they're fake. Right. And they seem like they could almost be real games because they're based on, yeah. they were like parody games of games of real games that, that exist. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. That was fun. Um, man, we should do a segment one day where you just do your round table, but we have to pick which one is <laughs> fake. That would be good. <laughs> Or you just, oh or don't even do a sec, uh, don't do a segment, just do it. And then at the end and be like, and, just ask you. And yeah. one of those was fake. <laughs> which, which one? <laughs> that would be good. But, but the thing is, I look up games like while you're talking mm. about them. Get the extra, the extra insights, you know? Right. Stuff that you're not so saying I'd have about to, the game. I'd have to make a Steam page, of course. Yes. 
But then I would see it because I, like I said, I said, this one has got one review and it was uploaded this morning. Like I would know immediately. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I look out for those things. So one of these times, instead of making up every game I've played, I'll just make up one and let you guys try to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And also make a fake Steam page. That means you'll have to play some real games that week, though. Can you do that? You're right. I mean, I, I, I would rather use my time just making them up, just writing, writing all these little, right. you know, That's details about these games. Yeah. I guess I could. Have you ever played a video game before? Like, or did you just write Super Mario them? Brothers, that was a video game, right? Super Mario like Brothers on the Nintendo Entertainment System. That was a, that was a real one, right? No, that's a uh, that's a movie flask. Yeah, I have to look that one up. I don't know. I may have played the the movie tie-in then, like a long time ago. Nintendo Entertainment System. You mean the Nintendo Switch? That's real. Nintendo Switch it is can't real. be because that one came out more recently, right? That console. Welcome back then to this. The Broken Campfire. John. Yeah. It's your time. Oh, it's my time, and I intend to use it. What's John been Good. doing? Uh, nothing. Oh. Psych. I, I don't wow. believe that. What? Uh, I didn't even believe it. I Did didn't you even just believe trick it. me? I, I, I almost got some of you, Vito. Didn't get you, me. You knew, though. Yeah, you knew. Vito, you're too smart. Man, too smart. I gotta be more like you. Uh, I don't think I watched anything, but I'm playing a few video games, as I do. Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, Dark Tide, Warhammer 40k, came out of its uh, beta, fully out now. Um, yeah, this was an interesting beta, you know, usually, not even usually, just almost default, or whatever, it's just how it is now. When you hear a game uh, having a beta, it really just means, here's the game a little early and mm. probably get like a patch when the beta is over. Uh, but this was actually kind of like a, like a, well, I don't know, I don't know about a proper beta, but it's not a little different. They like, um, you know, when it, when it first came out, there were like two mission sets and like three maps. And as the, the beta went on, they introduced more mission types and more maps, um, until the game came out and then they just, you know, released everything. Uh, but that included, like, weapons, too. So, like, you know, when I first played the beta, uh, it was, like, two weeks ago, you know, it was, like, each class had, like, three weapons, three melee, three range, and I was like, oh, that's all right, I guess. Yeah, that's not great, but what are you going to do? Um, but, you know, now that the game's out, I've got, like, seven uh, of, like, each, oh. or, like, six of each. Um, you know, this is So, in a class. sense, it was, like, so, in a sense, it was, like, Demo as well as beta. Yeah, it was like a like giving weird you a taste before the demo. Whole thing. Yeah, um, and yeah, now the the whole thing's out. Well, actually, it's, I shouldn't even say that because, at, you know, as the beta was rolling out, they added part of a crafting system. You can upgrade your your items now, as in like you know you can pay a certain amount of resources to have the the stats increased. But um, you know, under that. There's three other options, you know, that all say coming soon. And I'm sure it's just like transmog stuff and, and like moving like abilities on and off. Um, so it seems like even now the full game, even though it is out, uh, the, the full uh, scope of it is not complete yet. 
Makes sense for this type of game, I suppose. That is, yeah, that's that's dark type. But I, you know, I've been enjoying what I'm playing. I didn't play too much, but I mean, it's, it was what was there before. But like I said, more content. So if you liked it, cool. Are you playing it with other folks currently? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we like get in a folks. match every now and then. Um, okay. Andy was here. He, he's a fellow Dark Tider. Ah, I think a few it's... people downloaded it for the Game Pass, and are going to try it out. But unfortunately, there's no crossplay. So right. Okay. That that do? does suck. Major. Do? Uh, so yeah, that's that's it for Dark Tide. Enjoying it so far. Cool. Good. Um, a game that does have crossplay. Similar to Dark Tide, that we dipped our toes in the other day, uh, Alien Fireteam Elite. Oh, okay. Now, I mean, Greg had uh, bought this when it originally came out, and we had beaten the campaign, and yeah, it's a decent, decent game. Um, but it just had some updates since since we played it. Uh, so I don't know how many new classes they've added, but they've added you know a number of new classes, some new guns. Uh, they added an extra kind of campaign. We got to pay for that. And then very recently they've added a like um like a horde mode kind of thing. Uh hmm. but anyways, I was enjoying it. We, Makes we, sense. we got back into it. I mean it's still I mean it's it's like a you know, like somewhere in between Dark Tide and, and Left 4 Dead, I'd say. And this uh, is top down, right? It's like your no. squad. No, no it's no. Third it's person. behind it's third person behind. Oh, third person behind okay. Yeah. Uh, Greg, do you have anything to say about this? I'll, I'll post it. Uh, I mean, Xenom, I love Aliens. You guys know this. It's one of my uh, favorite movies. I uh, think the Xenomorphs are really cool. Uh, I'm playing this again. I'm happy. I, I like this game a lot. I wish it was four-player instead of three-player. It's not. It's three-player yeah, it veto. Ultimate three-player co-op. Ultimate experience. Hmm. I used to say three-player co-op was the ultimate experience, but now I feel left out because I do want to play this. Well, but it is the ultimate. And it is on Game Pass, so I could right. play it. It's the ultimate number. But it's the ultimate number. Yeah. This came uh, out last year. Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah, it's been out for a while. I didn't I really. I thought it came out, out like this five year. Five fucking years ago. <laughs> I must be confusing this with an entirely different game. I mean, no, I know what this game I is. I believe but. there is another alien game coming out that is top-down. There is a top-down one coming out, yeah. Okay. That has not come out yet. And then there was also, hmm. I mean, there is a um, set free-to-play game. It's like uh, top-down, Alien... Alien Swarm? Alien, alien Swarm, Swarm, there you go. Yeah. Maybe I was thinking too. of Alien Swarm. <laughs> that would be stupid. Uh, and then lastly, I guess the the biggest thing I've been doing, the big big time taker. Um, I don't I don't know if we talked about it last time, but if we did, it's officially out now. Valheim the Mistland update has right. come out. Uh, we started uh, you know the old server up. We've been we've been Valheim and um. You got your really mods know. going right. We all we've got some mods, not really any gameplay crazy ones like we have in the past nobody's turning into a bird or anything or walking on water mm, um, the quality of life right yeah there's a few quality of life ones and even then it was just kind of like uh i don't know very few of them because we were playing an experimental branch so you know a lot of people who make these mods they're not going to bother updating them until like the full update is out which it is now very recently maybe there'll be more of them we could check out uh 
I really haven't gotten. I mean, because they have had some smaller updates in between, you know, the mislands when we stopped playing. Um, but for the most part, I haven't really gotten to the new content yet. Uh, but I mean, it's still Valheim, so it's still great, fun, so I'm still enjoying it. When you transitioned from the experimental to the full game, did you were you able to move your world over that you were all playing on? Yeah, you just had to update the game. Okay, yeah, that's good. That good. Yeah, yeah, definitely that would have been a blow because yeah, the I mean, like I said, they've had some some updates, smaller ones in between for like the mountains. Um, but this update is the mistlands, and in the order of things, you know, it's it's at the very end. So you're you're going through the, the meadows and the black forest and the swamp and the mountains and the plains. Then you get to the Mistlands. So it's it's a journey to get there. Um, like I said, it's still Valheim, still good. I mean, I, I got no complaints. Right, it's like adding on endgame content yeah. <laughs> to what already existed. Uh, Greg, you've been playing anything? Is this is this over to me? Yeah, I mean, if you want to say anything about, about Valheim. Oh, about all right. Uh, I mean. I've God, how many hours have I played in the last two weeks? Oh, uh, I really haven't played that much because uh, of what I've been doing. Uh, but yeah, like I haven't played any of the new stuff. But it's it's Valheim. I like Valheim. It is. There you Valheim. go. Folks. I uh, I feel like um, like a big issue that I've had with the game is I feel like enemies uh do not leave us the fuck alone. Like, uh, and they spawn in massive groups, like the Grey Dwarves, for example. Too aggressive? Yeah, like crazy aggressive. Like, where I usually get attacked by, like, eight Grey Dwarves at a time. And, uh, we just, I have to, I just have to stab them to death or chop them up. And then more just come. Uh, Do you think that's... What were you going to ask? Like, why do you think that's happening? Do you think that's intended, or do you think that's some kind of... I mean, maybe it's, I, I, I really don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing it's in, as intended, but I just feel like, I feel like you don't have a, a, a second to breathe in my Right, opinion. that sounds less fun. Like, like to gather or do stuff. Uh, I even, I mean, don't be wrong, they are constantly spawning, but like, so trivial to to dispatch them and they... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, I mean they you can't can, hurt me. They're so easy like to dispatch and get rid of. But if it's anything, just, it it's is annoying, annoying to have to. Well, I don't even care about killing them. The only, the only quote unquote annoying part is just collecting their their droppings and then putting them somewhere. That I find it very annoying when you just hear like "ooh," and then a rock is getting thrown at you, and you go to kill the man that threw the rock at you, and he runs away. So you have to chase after him. <laughs> or if you me. go, or if you go back to do whatever you're doing, he runs back and throws another rock at you. It's just a lot that's of that's evil, evil dwarves. The rocks. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, <laughs> it's hard to to report on the the actual update itself. You know, but um, Valheim's still good. I, I don't, I don't okay. know what else to say too much right now. But uh, I'll Do you have, have more else when you I get want to talk about. No, no, that's that's it. That's that's what I've been. Okay. That's a big time taker. Then Greg, now it is your time officially. Nice. Gotcha. Lol. Uh, One Piece, everybody. One Piece update. Ring a ding ding to do. All right. Ding 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 ding. I am on. Now, everybody. Everybody, get ready for this. I am on episode 990. 
Oh my gosh. I couldn't watch nine more episodes before this podcast. Yeah, no, no, I could kind of not. Nine, you are lame. I thought about it because I was like, oh, I, I got off from work. I was like, yeah, I could just blow through 10 oh, episodes. That's all I could do. You could have watched nine episodes. You could have been watching them during this pod. You would have been through nine already, right? Uh, to be fair, well, you guys you talking about God of War. You could have announced. We're talking about God of War. I watched a little bit of 90. <laughs> You could have done. It could have been a live event. Every on this opportunity. Could have been. Uh, and let me tell you, one thousand. It's it's worth watching. Let me tell you. Do the they do like? Uh, are they gonna? Is it like they the go thousand for it? Thousandth episode special. Do, yeah. I think they do like a second of every episode. Is it a clip show? Uh, <laughs> it's not a clip show. It is a good episode. I'll leave it at that. Even though they do do clip shows a lot. So I don't doubt you, or I don't, I don't fault you for. for yeah, but that. um. One Piece is great. Uh, they're on Onigashima now. Uh, I, I just, I just can't stop saying enough good about One Piece. There are bad parts about One Piece. I am sick and fucking tired of all the flashbacks in One Piece. I have seen John. I have seen that girl, uh, Tama, the 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 yeah. dumb ninja kid who uh can like pull her cheek off. I've you. seen her talk about how much she loves red bean soup. I've seen that like uh, there was one episode it just popped up like four times they just kept talking about it and they just kept bringing it up and showing and they kept flashing back to her doing that smile like oh this is delicious I was like dude enough that was like half the episode drive me insane and do you think they're just doing that because they don't have they're just padding time yeah they were just padding they were just padding time for the episode well it's not an exact science but the I think it averages out to, you know, every chapter of the manga is three episodes of the anime. I mean, yeah, there's just a lot of padding. Jeez. That feels wrong. Right? <laughs> that feels misguided. It's like comic books where people in comic books, one of their favorite things is to get to milestone numbers in their series. So, like, a series running as long as possible is somehow seen as like the the end goal for comic books, even though that doesn't matter at all. Right. Just, I guess because they think people will pick up a, a big number, you know, that people yeah, will well, be yeah, like, this is number a story. Number. I'm, I'm the exact opposite. If I find out... Big number is intimidating. If I, exactly. If I find That's out why... anything runs that long, I, re- I, ref- I won't even listen to an artist if their discography is too big. Dude, it's it's taken me like a fucking year to get to nine hundred, get to a thousand episodes. It's been a journey for sure. I think what I meant is actually like people will pick up a milestone big number, like oh, it's issue five hundred. Whoa, they must be doing something special for this one. So like right. people are constantly trying to get to the next milestone. Uh, it's kind yeah, of a, definitely. I mar- kind of yeah, a silly I system. watched a. I don't know what it was. I watched it a while back, but it was a documentary kind of the dying comic book business. And it was exactly that. Like they could like track when they were going to have like a big issue I think it was, they're talking a lot about spawn yeah they could track mm. when they're going to big issue because it would just be like a milestone issue the you know the the issue number would jump up or the you know the issue sold would jump up for that and then go immediately back down huh. yeah i guess it's because so many series get canceled all the friggin time that actually staying put indicates quality longevity equals quality in comic book world supposedly yeah, anyway, uh, so One Piece still good. One Some Piece padding. still good. I love uh, Kaido, Kaido's pirates, his animal pirates. These pirates. 
Uh, Beast Pirates, I absolutely love every single one. Um, they're all fucking dinosaurs, which is badass. Extreme. Greg, uh, first off, just yeah. rem- remind me how many episodes there are total so far. I know it's not. Uh, I'm not 100%. I think it's like, like a thousand. 1040s. Yeah, like a thousand forty. Yeah, I mean. Oh, you're really close. Yeah, I'm close to the end, and then I'm gonna, and then I'm just gonna reset and start it up to one again. I was gonna say fifty. Okay. So I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do when I stop watching this. I was gonna say so. The show is not over, so you're not. You know. No, I just go to weekly. I just go to watch it once a week. You don't want to watch a week. I don't think I'm gonna watch a weekly. I think I'm gonna no, mark where I'm at. I'm gonna re-catch up on with the manga and then I'll just wait till a, a big chunk of episodes are done. Do you think that um once the show is actually once the manga ends and the show is over, there will be massive suicides? Uh I actually <laughs> What do you do after you invested that much time into something? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh I we'll it. find out when like World of Warcraft goes shuts down, right? I mm-hmm. bet they'll never be that too. Them. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, on a brighter note, on a brighter note, are you going to uh do a do a Twitch stream watch along of the 1000th episode? Of the 1000 episode? Oh dude, uh, get a, I'll get the Broken Campfire uh channel knocked down. I think you should do site. that actually. Be, oh yeah. You can um you can do you, you don't have to watch it on stream. A watch you can along? Just, like, we need a VTuber model for me. Yeah, and get a I VTuber just react. model. I'm like, oh put wow. Up a time code. You're off to the races. <laughs> I like it. Just experience and and I dig celebrate it. with everybody. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, all I watch. Okay. Uh, game wise, I have two games besides Valheim, which we already talked about. Uh, the first, uh, the Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol. Callisto now. I have. Uh, I've. I've played it. I've beaten it. I. Uh, I give the game seven thumbs up. Uh, seven and a half thumbs Whoa. up. That's a multitude thumbs. of thumbs. Out of ten thumbs, it's uh, oh. it's a, it's a good game, but like, not like, wow, that was really good. That was like, all right, that was, that was good. You said That's it's it. a seven and a half, out of, seven and a half, seven out, out of a half out of ten. And how many oh. hours to beat? Uh, ten hours, ten, ten point two hours to beat. Oh man, yeah, rough, That's right? Short, short, dude. short. Sixty um, buck game. And I bought the deluxe edition with the season pass because I wanted to play the DLC. What the? Um, fuck? Why does that game have a season pass? I don't Yeah, that was the that was one of the things that was like a a red flag prior to release. It was like, oh yeah, we're releasing more death animations and more story content. Right. Yeah, I, I looked at that. The you, there was animations. like, there's two DLCs. One a, a you get like pass. twelve new deaths. The other one is fourteen. I'm like, what the hell? That seems so silly. Like, that's obviously, if they want to do that at all, they should just put it in the game. Don't make people pay for that. Um, yeah. Um, especially because like you're you're not gonna replay the game just for those animations. Oh yeah, are you? yeah, I definitely. So. I'm gonna pl- I'm I'm probably gonna play it in February, which for some reason February is when New Game Plus comes out. And I was like, because oh. when I beat it, I was like, oh, dude, I want to play play through it again. And there was no New Game Plus. I was like, dude, I'm not going in there with. Out my weapon, my my guns. Yeah, man, that's they rushed just, this game. That's great. Uh, really I feel like all right. So first off, let me say it looked great. Uh, they had a patch. Uh, like a patch came out the day after it came out when it first came Stutter out. Patch. There were like a lot of starters and whatnot. 
Uh, right. That patch came out, fixed everything. I personally had no problems with the game. Uh, I had a little bit of problems. That's not true. I had a little bit of problems when I first came out. I just lowered the uh, the uh, quality down, and it worked fine. No problem. I was able to bring it back up to 4K with uh, no issues after that patch, though. Yeah. So it a looked of, great. A lot of people, it was unplayable for a lot of people on PC. That's... I sucks to suck, right? Sucks to suck. It sucks to be them, though. Yeah. And then uh, Glenn Schofield threw the team that he had just crunched under the bus immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Did he say it was like some asshole? Like that? <laughs> he said some asshole fucked it up. He's like, it was just someone rushing. And it's like, dude, you you rushed them though. Yeah, you're you the guy. Them, you dick. <laughs> um, but. It, like I said, it looked great. Uh, great atmosphere. Uh, very cool uh, like designs and whatnot. Um, it was very short, I thought. Uh, I felt like there was a lot of cut content in there. Um, how do you guys feel about spoilers with this? I can do like a kind of like no spoilers, or I can spoil a lot of parts. I'm definitely going to play it like probably within the next year. All right, I will. So. How about I just spoil i guess like the first five minutes because it has a part that sure. flask made me scream when i it okay. happened uh so the game is you are a guy jacob lee you are a pilot who is delivering uh supplies to black iron prison which is uh on uh jupiter's one of jupiter's moons uh you end up crashing uh there and uh you basically someone ends up on your ship and your ship ends up crashing uh on this place a prison guard comes in and arrests you and uh that's where the game starts now flask who do you think that prison guard is that opened the door oh yeah is it sam witwer it fucking was man it was fucking wow how did i deacon, guess it was deacon saint john himself deacon. i thought you were gonna talk about a jump scare that and then I realized what you were no, saying. No, 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 no. It was Deacon St. John himself. That was a jump scare through, for you. And I was like, are you fucking... I noticed him right away because I was like, oh, are you the pilot? I was like, wait a minute. Why do I know that no. voice? And then I saw his face. I went, oh, Crazy. damn it. He looked, he looked directly at the screen and said, back together again, huh? Yeah, <laughs> he, made a, he made some stupid he quote. Said, and I, he said, where did they go? And then he said... He went, days gone. Days gone. No, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, a lot of cut content. I felt like um, they do this thing where like they kind of play like into like uh, you going crazy, like you hear start hearing whispers and stuff, but it doesn't go that really like deep into it. Uh, it feels like it only does it like a tiny bit. And does your character um, start shouting? Yeah, you nobody? have like you have like a few moments where like you see something and you're like, oh, what was that? Ah, well, whatever. And that's, oh, that's a little reminiscent of the Dead, the Dead Space wife. Three stuff. Oh, and, and, uh, yeah, but I yeah, feel actually. yeah, the Dead Space Three stuff. I you like you focused on that more. Uh, right, this okay. one, I feel like you did not. I think Vito has the right of it, where it's more like the the brief glimpses of something that can't be real or something like that. Yeah, but I guess like they never like explain any of it though. But like, like, or I guess go deeper into it. So oh, you think uh, there's some story mm -hmm. content possibly? Yeah, maybe missing that was cut out. Um, What's the deal they, with the combat in this? Because I'm seeing so there's yeah. so there's some pretty the combat's actually kind of cool. I think me personally, uh, you have the gun combat, uh, you know, with your guns and whatnot. You have uh your dead space kinesis, your uh your grab your gravity glove, right? 
Uh, but then you have this your melee or your stun baton. Um, and the way it works is you I play on the controller is right trigger you swing, uh, right bumper is your heavy when you unlock it, and it is basically the enemy attacks and you have to dodge either left or right or back. You and you have to like alternate in between those. But the dodge is like you just move the stick or something. Yeah, like that. the dodge is you just tilt the stick to the right or left. Which I like it a lot because it's easy. I do have a small issue with it where it doesn't register that you're blocking sometimes. So, so there's been a few times where I've tried to do it and it hasn't registered and the monsters just punch my head off or like punch my face off and I just died. It just being like the movement of a stick. Yeah, I would be concerned it's that weird. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't it, track my input sometimes because it, it I might just be moving. I want to say like 95% of the time it did it, no problems. Hmm. Um, the combat else? seemed oh. super divisive. Like cool. I heard people it's, saying, like you could like, like you could smack, smack. You could do like combos with your guns and that's stuff. What I saw, I saw, I, like, I saw some people like, saying crazy, you could like combo, like a fighting. Yeah, game. yeah. I saw crazy videos of people like smacking, shooting, smacking them into walls. It was crazy, dude. Crazy. I, I saw it's some like of those videos too, and it, it, it maybe it looked cool, but it also looked like. Kind of like somebody just taking advantage of maybe like a shoddily put together like combat system because it was like maybe. stuttering. I thought it was interesting. Oh, well, I, I mean, it. I don't want to shit on it and play it, but yeah, some of the things I've seen like, and you could like animation cancel the gun into a smack, right? right. And that's like a, uh, you know, a key of fighting games. You know, you can animation cancel other things, but the fighting game is you're fighting somebody else who can also do the same thing. Zombies aren't doing that to you, so in this, it just seems like. Like you're, you're, just you're just horribly yeah, that you're beating advantage of. Not that there's any right or wrong way to play it. Just like uh, that argument, like did not hold up to me at all. I was like, well, it's yeah. just not the same games. Like, I, I, I like, uh, I like beating cool, them to though, death. I guess, but like just doing that for, I would say the one clip looked cool. I think that doing that again and again for reanimate, I would be like, well, this is just, yeah. I don't say yeah, it's very sad. Point. It's satisfying when you, uh, when you max out that stun baton, you could just start. Beating people to death pretty quickly with that, which I liked a lot. I, I like I, mean, I, I like, like the, the melee small bit that I seen you play. I I think I'll get this game on its own sale. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I would recommend. I would I would recommend it. On I mean, sale. I'm a huge Dead Space fan, so I want this. I want to play it, but I am not paying sixty bucks for a game that seems to have like pretty mixed. I'm actually it's it's shockingly divisive. Like some people really thought that combat was sick. Um, I have no opinion on it. I haven't really played it. And then I also saw people saying, well, no, the combat's really not that great. And also, you know, uh, Glenn Schofield, like, you know, that's a that's a developer I admire because I liked watching interviews of him talking about how to build tension in horror games and, mm -hmm. you know, pacing in horror games. And, and they were breaking down, you know, different scenes in Dead Space and why they did certain things. Um, it seems like he really understood how horror games work. And then I'm hearing like in this game, enemies will just pop out of thin air. They might spawn like behind oh. you or out of vents that you didn't know that were there and not in like All a right. purposeful well, to be way. fair with that. Uh, I'm calling bullshit on that because with enemies, you hear them crawling around in the vents and you can kind of like point out where they're going to. Hmm. Uh, my uh, one issue I have, I mean, there's a lot of cool and uh, decent enemies in there. Uh, one enemy they showed, they showed in the trailer is like these big ass security robots. They're only in the game like two or three times. Uh, and they're very like, just not there. I feel like they're, they were supposed to be in the game more, but they just, you know, got rid of them. 
or whatnot. Are they like set pieces or uh, enemies that you can just fight? They're that you can, I guess, fight them, but they're they're they do feel like set pieces for like two 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 tiny parts. Okay. Overall, like very, as a big like you're a you're a huge Dead Space fan. How are you feeling? Is this like we, we were really hyped for this? Yeah, I I was very hyped for this. Um, I feel like. It really is. It it is more Dead Space. It does feel like that. Um, you can really see the uh, the player unknown battlegrounds in this. That's what I was gonna ask. You. And then as a you PUBG can. fan, yeah. yeah, as a PUBG, you can really see where they got it from. Right. Um. <laughs> but but yeah, I would rather more Dead Space, I guess. Uh. But I will. I would like to see this this expanded more. This uh this series. It's very. Uh, it was it, the 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 story is interesting. I'll give it that. Okay, so what is there feels cohesive enough, even with the apparent cut. Excuse me, cut content. Um, hmm. I mean the 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 main story I feel like is is you're just trying to get out of like of this shithole situation, and Literally. then there's like uh you know another story like you kind of like walk in on. Okay. Do you feel yeah, like the but, cut content was a consequence of cutting the PUBG connections partway through development? <laughs> I probably. <laughs> I'd have to think. Maybe there was like a chicken dinner that uh, started the outbreak or something. Oh, could be. Could yeah, be. I don't know. Um, I will say the last boss, uh, very lame and sucked, which was a which was a pretty big damper on on the game. That's kind of why I uh, didn't like it that much. Or the ending, at least. I have heard that across the board. Whether people like you know the combat or not, I've heard everyone say the end boss is pretty lame. Damn. So it yeah. seems like I mean seems it like seems rush. like you, Greg, seems are sort of an outlier in terms of your enjoyment of it, from what I've been seeing. Uh, but also, you may be some sort of like, um, you may be a little ahead of your head of the curve, ahead of the time. In terms of like appreciating what it does well, whereas I feel like the the train right oh, now. Oh yeah, the it does. Wagon. It does a lot of parts really well. I think. Uh, there. I like a lot of the. I've only. I didn't really die that much, but I did see some of the very inch like unique deaths. Like uh, one time I was playing and Alex was watching me. I got really close to a turbine, and uh, like my shoulder, my elbow touched it, and it just sucked me into the machine and just started grinding <laughs> oh, me into fuck. a pace. I was What's like, up? oh fuck. Uh, I got stuck in a fan. That was cool. Um, one thing I it's didn't like about nightmare. some deaths. Uh, one thing I didn't like about one of the deaths is a lot of enemies. Uh, like if they catch you and kill you, uh, some of them will like punch your face a bunch and like beat your face in. Um, and it doesn't look good. Like it looks like somebody took the model and just started like they grabbed his nose and just kind of drug it into his face and uh. like just but like. Not like uh like stretched in like a Photoshop, yeah, like warped. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah, like warped it in. And there's like it looks it looks weird. Like, it's like uh, when someone like is um I was gonna say there's like some dudes who like take like their hands and they jam like their fingers into your eyes, like dig your eyes out. And when I, they pop them out, they look your eyes just like your eye holes, they just look like uh like somebody just like dug your eyes in with a uh like a model tool. Huh. It's funny. Oh it's, yeah. So With it little seems like, like blood textures on them. Yeah, like they just pop the textures in. It was like maybe a little, yeah, little details here and there, saying that this was was rushed a little bit. Um, yeah, 
I don't think, and I I didn't, in Flask, you were saying, it sounded like you were saying that maybe Greg got more enjoyment out of this than, I I don't think, I mean, I really am seeing like a very polarized set of reviews. Oh, actually, Mm -hmm. I just remembered there's another part. I can't remember. That's actually kind of a a story spoiler. Never mind. There is a part of the story that like you, you're with somebody and they do something and it's just kind of like, what the fuck, dude? Why'd you do that? That was like that was pointless. Why why? Dummy. I guess. Yeah, why would you do that, dummy? Alright. Well, um, any final thoughts on that? Oh I'll probably play it again in February with New Game Plus. Uh that's all I got <laughs> for Callisto. Uh what's, the last what's your other game? game. My last game is World of Warcraft. Oh, heard of it. oh, yeah, a new, new game. Uh, Dragonflight expansion came out uh, last week or two weeks ago. No, last yeah. week, last Monday. You talked about it last episode for sure. Did I? No. Yeah. Yeah, I talked about the right. You're right. I talked about the pre-patch. You're right. Uh, but the expansion's out. Um, I guys, this is this expansion's pretty dang good. Good. Let me just say it here because I feel like in a few months I'm gonna be like, dude, this sucks. But right now, a week a weekend, I love Dragonflight. I think this shit's so much Dragon Riding is so much fun. I've literally I literally completed everything you can do in uh with the dragon riding shit. Like I That's finished cool. all gold races. Uh dragon riding is uh these races are Basically, like, uh, so those spiral missions where you, like, fly around through the rings and shit, and you try to get the best time. Uh, some of them pretty difficult. Others, pretty, pretty dang easy. Blew through them. Uh, John watched me do a few of them. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So the flying yeah, yeah, yeah. feels good. Flying feels awesome. This is, uh, they stole it from Guild Wars, but damn, dude, <laughs> they stole it pretty dang good. I hope they... They need to expand on it more. Uh, they need to, or they need to expand on like customizing it more. I feel like, but they should definitely keep going with the dragon riding. Like, keep adding to it because it is one of their best features they've added in a while. I, I nice. fucking love this shit. It's great. Um, the story. I'm not really that far into like the main story. Um, because you have to like do rep uh, to get that. Uh, reputation grind. I personally have no problem with it. It's not like. It's not like it feels like the last uh, few expansions where you have to get on every day and the you know oh I gotta get on and do my daily quest every oh this 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 this, this chores this. yeah my chores this is I think every day I've gotten on for I mean the last like three days I've played nonstop because I'm fucking crazy uh but there have been a few days where I've gotten on I've done like a world quest here or there I've done like uh, the Tuscar which are these like walrus people I've done their cooking event. Where you like all, you and a bunch of everyone on the server in that area, uh, make a soup together. Uh, <laughs> I've done that a, f- a few times. I would just get off and uh, how lovely. It's very, very. I've man, dude. It's pretty great what happens when uh, a game starts dying and you have to pull a ripcord. Pretty, you get some pretty dang cool content. Was Dragonflight a, a break the glass moment? I I definitely think this was because. Battle for Azeroth, which was uh two expansions before this, um, was not that great. Uh it got kinda good uh with the last uh patch, and then Shadowbringers came out, which kinda sucked all the way through. 
Uh, I really, I, I stopped playing Shadowbringer or Shadowlands like halfway mm. through it, I think, or like right at the, like I played it uh, until before the first patch and then I came back mid, like midway through the second patch. Uh, but it wasn't that great, I think, but this, uh, Dragonflight, I'm having a blast with. The zones are humongous. Uh, they have all these cool little, it's like, new daily side quests. Like, one is, like, a Pokemon Snappa thing, which is funny that you were talking about it earlier. What? Uh, they give you a camera, and they put you on a little riverboat, and they just <laughs> sail you down the river, and you just kind of take pictures of, like, the animals, and there's, like, certain the rare ones cruise. that'll pop up. It's pretty funny. funny. It's pretty cool. There's that. Uh, they have, like, mountain climbing where you, uh, climb up and like break rocks off and stuff very uh they're doing some unique things i'm down with it um yeah that's that's all i got so far or for, for that um yeah, i'm surprised a, I'm, by the i'm, I'm, I'm having a, those activities I, I am i am fucking shocked and surprised at how much fun i i am having with this i i, I, I genuinely i there, there was me in the podcast saying dude this is gonna suck and i'm gonna be pissed Nope, I am. Pr- I'm. Pr- I'm pretty happy with how they got. They are so far. I. Uh, I hope this is it. I hope this is wow. Uh, this is the comeback of wow. This is the the coming of wow to return. Of wow's return to greatness. Is the community response generally as positive as your uh, uh, feeling? There are. So I'm seeing very mixed, but I'm also seeing people be stupid. So you know that's that. Uh. People who play WoW are never happy. Uh, a lot of, of people like not. dragon riding. A lot of people don't like it at the start, which is, you know, makes sense because it sucks at the start. You gotta, like, unlock the item or the talents to, uh, you uh, know, like, level it up. Uh, but people like the zones, I th- uh, I'm pretty sure. I haven't looked that much into it. Um, but yeah, people like the zones. People like the stories. Uh, I think some of the stories, uh, the side, like the side kind of stories were pretty good. Uh, and people like, uh, I like the new, uh, reputation system. They do it in this, uh, they do the, rena- uh, the reputation in the game now in like a renown setting or renown system where, uh, you basically get 30 levels and, uh, each time you level up, you get like new items for that, uh, for that reputation or like that faction okay. or group. Definitely, definitely cool. Gonna have more on it, I'm sure. But, uh. I started doing mythics. I didn't do any. I did no mythics or any of that shit in uh in Shadowlands. I uh I'm definitely you gonna feel do it. Uh, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna probably do like or try to do like heroic raids or whatnot in uh in, in Dragonflight. That's so it. Wow lives for another day. Wow lives for another day. You I will continue to play their. I will continue to play their dumb game until they fuck it up again. <laughs> And then you'll continue to play it after that. <laughs> yeah, and then I, and then I'll take a few days, a few weeks off, and I'll come back. Right. Was that you in a nutshell, Greg? Uh, yeah, it was now? me in a nutshell. I'm done. Alrighty. Well, guys, it's not the new year yet, but there is news here yet. So uh, we take what we can get. Yes. I liked it. I liked it. I'm, I miss Thank Andy. You. <laughs> uh, firstly. Well, first of all, news. We're in the news part now. The news, news is happening. News, 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 news. More like snooze. I get you. Snooze, but, um, news. Firstly, as is the annual tradition for them, Epic Game Store will be giving away 15 free games 
sometime between December 15th and January 10th. Uh, so it's the there. Is there? We don't know yet. They're mystery. What the fuck? Just Tell like every then. week, we don't know what's coming. Um, so it's Fortnite, there like 12 Fortnite, days of Christmas Fortnite, thing, Fortnite, except they do 15. Fortnite. Fortnite. Maybe Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, it's, I think we don't, it's we don't know. Fortnite. I don't, we don't know. Okay. Maybe I'll give away well, Fortnite for free. Again. I think it is free. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I thought, thought I'd remind everybody because free you. games is free games. I actually just And there started. was some good stuff on there the last couple of years. Cool. I just started getting in the habit of claiming every game that goes free and I never like really play them. But I'm, I'm Yeah, for me, it's them. like, why not? You know, yeah. I, I get the, the EGS ones. I get the Prime Gaming ones. Uh, me too. Uh, other free deals. That's all Jero. Yeah. yeah, Netflix even. Yep. Good way to accumulate uh Get some free shit, everybody. All crappy little indie games. And then occasionally one good one. <laughs> uh, but the, the last couple of years, they've been decent, actually, this, this 15 days of free games thing. Uh, the next story is a big one. Kind of a doozy. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I just thought this was an interesting thing to follow because there was a lot of back and forth. This involves the Super Smash Brothers FGC, the fighting game community, which I am admittedly not too knowledgeable about. Uh, so I'll do my best to describe what I have taken from this. Um, what happened is that Nintendo unexpectedly shut down the upcoming Smash World Tour tournament events and apparently events, events for that organization going forward. And now it's a whole mess. Uh, the gist of the sequence of, sequence of events here is firstly, Smash World Tour is a big unlicensed, unlicensed Smash tournament circuit run by the organization VG Bootcamp or VGBC, while another Smash tourney organization, Panda Global, is sponsored by Nintendo. They are officially affiliated with Nintendo and supported by them. Both sizable, though. Uh, it was apparently a big deal that Smash World Tour and Panda Cup, the, 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 these two big Smash events, were going to be running simultaneously for the first time this year. Uh, that was a big deal in the community. Nintendo had apparently earlier this year been surprisingly communi communicative and supportive of Smash World Tour, which is, again, an unlicensed to this point tournament. They'd even been in talks with VGBC to secure licenses from uh, th for their events going forward after this one. Um, but right before Thanksgiving, contacted them again to say, no more events for you. Psych. Quote, that time is over. And they became less communicative. Quote, more that reticent. time is over? That time is over is that what is they so, uh, like, allegedly said. That is so, like, maniacal sounding. Yes. <laughs> that is what VGBC said they were told. That time is over. Well, that time, um, that's over. That's over, man. Uh, so they had, uh, VGBC had been hearing from organizers that Panda Global, or at least their formerly well-regarded CEO, Alan, had sort of poisoned the well against them for a while and basically blackmailed Smash tournaments to fall in under their banner, the Panda banner, or be blacklisted. Just telling people that Smash World Tour would be shut down, like, like essentially ringing the death bell for Smash World Tour in advance of Nintendo even saying anything. 
about uh, SWT being done. So this behavior of, of the CEOs has been confirmed by at least one other attorney organization beyond the summit and other individual people and, and other organizations. So apparently this CEO of, of Panda Global was going around threatening people, which is always great. <laughs> and apparently knew something in advance about Nintendo's pre-Thanksgiving communication. Uh, Panda Global has since denied that. And uh, Nintendo has denied that they requested a shutdown of the 2022 events, uh, but that they couldn't come to an agreement about 2023 events. And then VGBC disputed that statement of Nintendo's, saying that they were denied a license for 2022 or the opportunity to even run it unlicensed at all. Uh, that's what they claimed. Nintendo responded again to deny the 2022 cancellation part and to clarify why they felt Smash World Tour didn't meet their licensing standards. And also that Panda Global, as far as they're concerned, had nothing to do with the decision. They weren't like, from Nintendo's perspective, they are claiming that Panda wasn't poisoning the well towards them against SWT. Okay. So we have conflicting stories here, but a lot of back and forth. Um, uh, as you know, uh, VGBC saying Nintendo said all this stuff to them and gave it to them in writing. Nintendo coming back and saying, "Not really, not that way." You're saying it. We we would have allowed 2022 events, um, but they're being like KG lawyer speak about it. That's the way they're presenting it. Uh, but given Nintendo's super rocky history with Smash FGC, one can't help but be very skeptical of their claims that they were, you know, that they didn't say those things. And people coming out against uh, Panda Global, uh, people are coming out against Panda Global, which brings me to the final couple of parts as of now, which is that uh, Panda Global has been hemorrhaging players and commentators. Essentially, their talent is currently resigning en masse. And um, most recently, Panda ended up removing Alan Bunny as their CEO. Uh, which it feels like an act of desperation to remove supposedly the guy who was behind all the nefarious bullshit they were doing. Okay. There's uh, a lot to follow here. A does lot to follow. Does it seem like there was a conspiracy with Nintendo and Panda against VGBC? Is that the implication here? That is what VGBC believes. That is what they believe happened. Like maybe um, Nintendo reached a deal with Panda as like the official licensed Smash tournament? It seems like what the attempt was was to consolidate control over the Smash FGC under Nintendo and, and you know, Panda, but by way of that, Nintendo, because Nintendo is supporting them. They're the only ones they support. Right. Um, so that's what it seems like the end result was intended to be before um, more information came out and people started abandoning Panda and turning against Nintendo. Uh, but th the thing is, it's hard to believe that Nintendo is not culpable for this, for what VGBC is claiming, because of their history with Smash, with the Smash scene. They've been very down on it. The entire, its entire existence, they've been against it. They do not care about it when they have to interact with it. They do not care for it. Um, to some extent, it's like justified because the Smash scene 
and FGC has been notoriously problematic. Um, as you guys probably even know that that like there's been sexual 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 yeah. misconduct stuff in the past and um other other problematic uh incidents and a general sense of um perhaps unprofessionalism or um poor i don't know community attitude <laughs> and maybe a bit of a smell you know like body order but that's getting into the, like the, the you know the weeds of it um but the ultimate effect of all this is honestly just that the smash community is has become rather shattered all of a sudden after a year of it kind of looking up for them uh and perhaps at this point sort of irreparably stymied which is probably what nintendo wanted to happen to it based on their past so yeah, it's very <laughs> unpowered to the players you know right and it, it like it especially sucks for all those people because nintendo had been it's it's almost it almost makes it more nefarious in relief in contrast to what's suddenly happened that nintendo was acting nice for the first time pr- earlier this year you know like if what Vito, like what you were saying uh if that's true that they this it was a conspiracy against specifically smash world tours or uh smash world tour which was seen as like you know unprofessional or not together and not um shouldn't shouldn't be competing with panda global stuff it makes it seem more evil for them to have been acting like licensing was a possibility all this time this year right but we don't really know at the end of the day we don't really know everything as you know still a lot of he said she said back and forth claims but the result is a fracturing Right, a big shake-up for people who are into that uh, yes. Smash Tourneys. Yeah, it seems like, and Panda Cup is, I believe, also on hold now. So, essentially, the big two events that were happening simultaneously that everyone was excited for, neither of them are happening now. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> um, so all that to say, you know, that, that was a long thing about a, a topic we don't really care about and don't, don't have any stake or interest in. I just thought it was an interesting... Uh, sequence of events that was happening in uh part of the video game realm so i wanted to relate that on our podcast where we talk about such things cool good yeah good i i I am not a part of this world at all i i didn't hear about this i would never have heard about this right uh, until you just brought it up interesting that's why we we get the word out you know on our broken campfire podcast that's what we do here Uh, folks that's, that's that's our biggest selling point. Uh, the next thing, Frictional Games has announced Amnesia: The Bunker, which will be a quote semi-open world with quote emergent gameplay and sandbox elements. So it'll be a spooky game set in a World War One bunker. Uh, I did not play the last one, Rebirth, but I heard it was kind of bleh, and that's been. Their I didn't only play that or Machine Soma. for Pigs. Well, Machine for Pigs was by the Chinese room, I believe. That wasn't by them. Oh. Um, and it was sort of like a side game to the oh. Amnesia series. Well, actually, I, not necessarily a side game, but you get my point. Um, but so I think all we can hope is that they learn from their stumble with Rebirth and can go back to making good ones again. Because I think they had something going for sure as, yeah. a, as a developer. And I, I also hope it's not too generically World War One. I. I hope there's like further depth 
to that setting. Um, cause just, I, I mean, scrabbling around a, a dark bunker makes it feel like a, um, just conceptually that feels like a, one of those small indie, uh, horror games where you're like, you had a flashlight sure. and you're just like walking around a dusty bunker. There's gotta be more to it than that, you know? Um, like the, the first amnesia game, great setting. Cause it was like, like this cool mansion that was fun to, uh, explore and good atmosphere and everything. So yeah, next thing from Frictional Games. Cool. Semi-open world. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's going to be more, more paths to take and more things to uh, mess with. Sandbox elements, they say. We'll see. Future DC games will be connected to the movies and shows of the DCU going forward. So says James Gunn recently became co-CEO of DC Studios. This means that uh, everything will be feeding into the connected, cohesive DCU from now on. At least after their next DC game, which is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which that's still part of the Arkhamverse. So after that will be this new, newly uh, all-connected DC. I'm going uh, to put a Cole Phelps doubt on that. You don't think that'll happen? Or that it's gonna, you know, be good. Oh, oh yeah. What? I was gonna say. <laughs> I could also doubt that it will be good because I feel like this will make that, and this will make the games worse without a doubt. I would imagine. Well, doesn't that feel like they're they're gonna forcibly associate these games with the the films and shows and make them kind of like tie-ins? Well, yeah. two two ways I could see it: they either do that or. They're going to introduce like a uh, Into the Spider Verse sort of thing, where it's like you know, or whatever the Flash movie is going to be. Remember, there's like there's infinite universes, and the video games just happen to be part of that infinite universes. You know what I mean? Right. But if it is, would, if it is the former, then yeah, it's going to be shit. It's going to be dog shit. That would almost be like if if it's the the latter there. Why would they even bother mentioning that Why it's going to be part of the same? Just to DCU bring a pipe, I guess, maybe, or like, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly. You're right. Maybe, yeah, maybe from their perspective, it's for hype, but from our perspective, it's completely anti hype because yeah. now everything is stuck being part of the cinematic universe. Yeah, they're just trying to build up the DC universe. And I don't know, somebody at the top probably thought that would sound good and make it seem like they're really focused on building their cinematic lore and Mm -hmm. whatnot but But i don't want them to not be able i don't want developers to not be able to deviate yeah you want to be able to explore different comic book storylines or maybe original storylines that aren't maybe different approaches not have to like you know like hey can i use this villain or are you guys going to use him in 12 years you know right that's another good point yeah yeah i mean but on the other hand that could force them to use more unknown villains or something uh I don't know. There's a lot of ways to look at it. I think mostly downsides, but there, there could be some. I think we're going to have to see you know, what this turns yeah. out to be, because from the sound of it, it sounds bad um, with maybe a few silver linings, but we'll have to see what this actually comes across. Right. As. Yeah, if it actually means anything at all. I just, yeah. you know, just some words. Or if DC just fucking collapses under itself <laughs> soon. Yeah. Could happen there, too. There goes any uh, what were those Justice League like Mortal Kombat games? Oh, Injustice? 
Injustice. Well, the, the Mortal Kombat DC was a game, but I think you're talking about the Injustice games, which were an alternate timeline, like a darker alternate uh, canon. Right, that's yeah, that's Connected to their own line of comics, yeah. Sifu is getting a C-film to see from the creator of John Wick. Next. Uh, it seems like they're going to use the grow older when defeated mechanic in the film. In the film? Uh, that's the main <laughs> Does he get the beat the shit beat out of him in the first It's like fucking I have yeah. to reverse right. Benjamin Button with fighting. That sounds fucking <laughs> sick from the creator of John Wick. That's yeah. awesome. What do you mean reverse Benjamin Button? You get older in you the game. You just grow... Yeah, Benjamin Button got younger, right? He started no, old I... and he got young in the oh, game. Okay, you, you start young. You get reverse Benjamin you get Button. Old. That's just being a normal it's person. Normal. It's just normal. It's just, it's just, just gross. That's a normal man. Yeah, well, you yeah. you trip me up because you, you just whatever. You just yeah, all reverse Benjamin Button. Right, right, right. You got me. You got yeah. me. I'm just keeping on your toes. That's all. Uh, yeah, for sure. You're you're on him. I don't know. Was the story particularly good in in Sifu? I don't think it was. I mean, it was a generic, generic story, yeah, like a martial master. arts. Yeah, you gotta go beat him up now. Revenge film. I think it's going to be an homage to seventies martial arts revenge films. I think that's what they're going to go for. Uh, as far as the aging mechanic, I feel like that could be either s- silly or fun, depending uh, on how they approach fun, it. A fun conceit. Just I throw hope so. in a fighting movie. You know, you know the choreography will be good because it's fucking John Wick guy. Like that's what you're really there to see. <laughs> I mean, and I, the guy getting old—that's cool. I don't know. Maybe the, the last scene, you're just like the guy's like a hundred years well, old. Well, I mean, I could. It depends. I guess how it's gonna be weaved in the movie. Like, you're literally gonna get beat and get up older, or is it like are they gonna use it in the movie? Like maybe he suffers a feat. You know, they cut to black. The next scene is him like ten years older, training somewhere else. I could see that maybe. Yeah, you get like teleport. Except that doesn't work in Sifu. Is like you actually in the game? You restart. Everyone like else stays the same age. Right. I get older and they stay the same age. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's <laughs> like it's surreal. Like Sifu. <laughs> in that the this the the protagonist gets older, but then he comes back and it's like the same. It's like he's Groundhog Daying, but he's subjectively getting older. It's like he's stopping time to train, you know? Yeah. Why the hell did you grow old when I punched you, man? You're getting handicapped. <laughs> Every time you die, you get you get debuffed. Well, no, it's a little bit... If you get debuffed in certain areas, but you get buffed in other areas. You're wiser right. and stronger, yeah. maybe? Yeah I, think you have, I think, yeah, I think you have, like... And I, I only watched, like, Kyle plays a little bit. I think you have, like, more combo ability, maybe, but, like, yeah, you're a little weaker eventually. Like, it, it cuts off, you know, like, to a certain point, you know, you get stronger, and then... Start turning to different things. That sounds yeah. cool. Give me an hour, an hour forty tight action movie with a wacky aging uh, concept. I'm, I'm in. I'll watch it. Yeah, I hope and tie it in somehow it. to Benjamin Button, like lore wise. And I'm definitely in. Uh, creators of seafood film, you don't have to do that. You don't have to listen to him. Do that. That's a good idea. No, that's just normal aging. You don't have to do that. He's kind anyway. of on it. Oh, okay. Um, in similar but more bizarre news, Toe Jam and Earl is getting a movie from Amazon Studios. Oh, yeah. It'll be in the capable hands of the writers behind Hotel Transylvania 4, a movie I have not seen, and I didn't even know there was a fourth one. Wait, it said, it said, it said capable writers 
the writers of that's Hotel. that no that's me saying that sarcastically oh, oh, i have okay. no idea if that movie's good or not but it's the fourth hotel i don't know either film. but yeah it's the fourth and i definitely didn't hear about that movie after like two so no um so i'm assuming animated i mean how yeah it's got to be animated um toe jam and earl why now i mean there's been re-releases right even as as yeah. recent as last year on like new platforms or whatever but um interesting that it's happening that they're making a movie out of Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah. It's a very uh, 90s property, right? You yeah, like I mean, this you know, game, John, right? This is like, this is your, I, your stuff. I do dig Toe Jam and Earl. There's, it's funny, there's two different games, and I think I played the less popular of the two. There's a side scroller, and then there's a thing like the original one where you're, you know, on this kind of overhead map looking for these shit parts. Yes. Uh, I played the other one. Um, as a kid, maybe my brother did. And yeah, yeah, I dig it. I dig Toe Jam really. They're just I mean, I don't want a movie or anything, but they're just funny little funky characters. <laughs> so it might have some sort of like um weird nostalgic appeal because now they're like they're not just weird in their own time period, they're weird and outdated. Right. You could play it like that. With all their yeah, slang I mean, and stuff. Uh, they certainly don't need a movie, but you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> You're not going to do anything against Amazon Studios. You can't yeah. stop them. They'll sl- they'll just slick slap up whatever property. Uh, we got the first trailer for the boys' spinoff show, Gen V. Gen V, clever which name. is about a high school for supers, a super high school, a sky high, if you will, and things seem to get bloody as per usual for this universe. Blood yeah. is on the menu. So this the is sort of a different trailers. thing for the boys, from the boys, I should say. Yeah, is this based on, the- I was just going to say the whole trailer is just mutilation and blood and gore mm-hmm. um, in a high school setting. Uh, is this based on, there wasn't a spinoff. I mean, is, is, there, is this like sub-story within the comics or something similar? No. I do not recall any sub-story involving a There was no school. like, um, um. Xavier School for the Gifted, like parody or satire within. Them. Um, not not in this sense, no. Okay, not, describe not this as Euphoria this meets, I guess, the boys, which mm. turns me <laughs> off. Um, mm. the trailer looked cool though; it looked fine. Are you gonna try it? Are you gonna watch it? I probably i'll I'll see how the I, i'll watch the the reviews. For yeah. the first episode, then if if they're good, I'll check it out. I mean, we were pretty turned off by the, jeez, uh, sorry, the uh, second half of season three of the boys. So, right, I'm not like hyper confident, um, in, you know, the the direction. So I don't have a ton of confidence in this, especially like a concept that could get real. I don't know. I'm just not into like anything like euphoria or Mm -hmm. like kids in school or anything like that. Juvenile drama and angst. I I can get super, yeah, angsty and and corny. But um, who knows? And I hope they don't like bank on the fact that it's a bloody and violent show. Well, that's what the trailer looked like. Yeah. It doesn't really show anything else. It just kind of shows a lot of murders. Which like, I like in the boys, but you know, there's a cool What story if high there. school, but they could kill each other? 
Right. Come watch it. You love people dying. I mean, I think uh, like a, pa- a satire of, you know, X-Men, that's that's great for, I think that's great content. That could be cool. Um, but just for some reason, I'm not, I'm concerned. That's all. Yeah. Like X-Men with realistic consequences, you could right. see being interesting. And not very hyped for this one. Uh, update to the situation with the HBO Max uh, Discovery Plus merger. The combined service is likely going to be called Max. Just Max. All right, and it'll go. apparently have different uh, landing hubs for the different Welcome to branches. the Max. Welcome to Max. Welcome to Max. I don't know. I don't. That's a dumb. That's a dumb thing to call that. <laughs> I guess it's as good as anything of your combined service, even though Disney Plus is only going to drag down HBO Max as a service entirely. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vampire Survivors will be getting its first paid DLC, Legacy of the Moon Spell, next Thursday, the 15th. It'll include eight new characters, new monsters, six new songs, a quote huge new stage and 13 new moony weapons and it'll cost 199 cool cool we were just talking you, about that you survivors going to get this mm-hmm. yeah whatever i'll get it <laughs> feels re- how much was the the game originally it's like, like 5 you know, bucks well first off it's on game no, pass it's less like right. a dollar right the whole right. Well, really? maybe it's more now. When I got an early access, it was like, I think it was like 99 cents. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, that's a bargain. It's on Game Pass right it's now. Three, right now. It's $3.99 yeah. right now. Four and bucks on I, Steam. Oh, you're right. It's normally five bucks, 20% off right now. Yeah, I must have got it when it was like 50% off or something. Okay. So a content pack like that, that seems like a reasonable price in comparison. Sure, yeah. And it, I mean, as far as like, this is a game that can occupy you for a long stretch of time in any situation. It's a very casual game to play. Uh, adding new content packs like this for that very low price seems like a great deal because you're just like you're just adding a lot of new stuff to an already jam-packed experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's totally reasonable experience. price. I mean, it's a, I think it's a bargain still. This game's really fun. And speaking of DLC. Uh, Elden Ring is receiving its rumored Colosseum update today, or well, uh, December 7th, the day we're recording this. Uh, so it's out now. Uh, yeah, it's out. Those uh, Colosseum structures that are in Lingrave, uh, Lanedell, and Kaled will now be open for, quote, duels, free for alls, and team fights. So some PvP modes for you. And it's free, DLC. It's free. Which is cool. cool. Pretty cool. I don't know, John. Anybody uh, downloads that? it or re-downloads Elden Ring? I have the pod. Elden Ring always downloaded. <laughs> and you're off the pod. I actually have it I'll see you in the arena, I, John. I it, off the pod. I leave it installed. <laughs> I always do that with games. I leave them installed. Why are you flash? Like Go thing ahead. I still got it in? Uh, I do not have it installed right now, no. But you're gonna. I probably won't right away. Because it's not still on the is it pod. i don't even know if it's like story content and so, i mean even if it is the fact that it's 
arena PvP focused, it's around these three coliseums. Like that doesn't really entice me to dive back in. It'd probably be my next playthrough, whenever that may be, uh, however long away that is, and however many DLC like expansions have released since uh, uh, prior to that point. That will dictate when I, you know, get back in and play the DLC content. I assume there will be more story DLC content for this game, right? There's, I mean, I feel like this could have long legs. And the pot long for long Elden Ring? Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's got to have barbar- a DLC. They got the Barbarians of the Badlands Shh, coming out. Stop. <laughs> what is that? Is it the leaked, isn't that the leaked DLC? The, like a big- the, mil- the Milky Madman? <laughs> there's definitely like a rumored story deal i mean i don't really follow this shit that close but there's definitely a rumored story is there dlc for elden ring that's supposed to come out yes, yes. i'm sure it will okay. be awful i'm sure they'll do something <laughs> they all the other games had big dlcs yes uh big world big dlcs gotta happen sonic the hedgehog co-creator and balan wonderworld director yuji naka has been arrested again for alleged insider trading on a different mobile game this time. It was a uh, Final Fantasy mobile game this time. Last time it was a Dragon Quest mobile game. Different time for a different crime. It's not like he escaped and they caught him again. He actually, like, they just arrested him again for a different insider trading. Hey, you gotta get out of game. yourself for a minute. Damn, my, good, my guy arrest. is not good at insider trading. <laughs> Alright, spin around. <laughs> Alright, you're under arrest, you fucking animal. Yeah. Uh, That's wild. Yeah, man. <laughs> Very. Maybe he did both things at the same time and they found the first one out and then while he was he was in his cell that may found out about be. the second one. The case. You guys didn't yeah. find out about the Final Fantasy one, right? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Shit. Poor <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yuji Naka, although he did commit crimes. Um, Was that it? As far as the news goes? That looks like it. We covered everything that's happened. I guess that was a lot. Ever. Everything. In the last week or two. Um, our next pod will be the T- the, the TGAs are are tomorrow of of this recording. Yes, they're actually on. I mean, as far as I know, right now they're on the day that the episode will release, so Thursday the eighth. That's tomorrow, so we'll, we'll we'll watch them together. Hopefully, um, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be. There. I don't I'll think so. No, yeah, I don't know if I'll be around either. Honestly, but I'm gonna watch. Uh, I think me and John have uh, D and D. Yeah, I was actually going to oh. ask him about that. I mean, I, if, yeah, I can't. Oh, I actually, can't, perfect so timing. I, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, I don't. I'll kill for the. Oh, no, I'm not saying God. it's like a thing that we're. I don't know. Do you don't understand, Vito? I will kill for the pod. Right, right. I get that. <laughs> I'm not asking you to, though. So. No, 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 but I will, though. You know what I mean? Right. He said that. I thought I um, thought you were saying that you were going to have to talk to Keeley about perhaps rescheduling the awards. <laughs> well, I mean, I could talk to. Well, that's Plan B. Well, you know, I'm going to talk to the DD yeah. group, and then if that you know yeah. falls through, then Keeley's the go to. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to Jeff. I'll flex my king of Keeley yeah. a little bit he if I have to. Jeff. That's true. You are Jeff. the king. He he must recognize your crown. Yeah. And he's a reasonable guy. You know, I think he can be swayed. He's he's really you know he's really. Uh, excited 
every time this this time of year comes around. Uh, but I think for you, postponement, just so you can you know you can be with us, you can watch oh. the show. We love it each each year watching the show together, uh, right. even with the cringe and the cool combined. Well, the thing it's, is, the show is supposed to be year. shorter this year, so I think like maybe right. Like, even if we can just move it by a few hours or something, like it'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, or, sure, uh, it can be done. The show, but definitely ask your yeah. D and D group first. Make that plan A, like you said. I guess yeah. so. Just you know, just to to. I guess so. I'm sure Keely wouldn't mind moving it though. He wouldn't, but yeah. So we'll we'll watch that, and then our next pod will be our video game. War Both pod. the predictions and the results together. Yeah, right. We did. We did. Listeners don't know this, but we did. Do they know this? We we did our we did a, our predictions half of our year end video game awards pod already. Yeah, well, we did that early because, I mean, obviously you guys can tell Andy obviously. is not here today, so Andy wasn't going to be around to, to do it the normal time. Also, um, just, but that gave just us... do our predictions before the show comes out, you know? Yes, uh, and we, we, took, we took quite a bit of time, and very entertaining, I would say. Uh, you guys should definitely check it out. Oh, yeah. Um, check all it our good predictions, we had good discussions and, real. and this will be the last time I, I really get to gloat before it comes out but i really mm-hmm. think i nailed it and i think next week <laughs> when we get to reveal who actually won i think i'm gonna be very happy with my results and i probably will be take i definitely will be taking the crown um and it'll just be good it'll just it'll feel good to rub it in your faces because you guys thought i made some some pretty bold claims and uh I think it your is claims nice are not dream. bold enough. I, I think those should be the final words of the pod, I'll be honest. Well, it's nice to dream before the abrupt awakening, you know. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Just thanks for joining us today, listeners. Um, who yeah. will get the crown this year? That would be me. Who will, who will impose ruinous taxation on us during the harsh winter? Tune in to find out. Coming soon. We'll leave off with a final word from Vito again. Vito, oh. say another word. Uh, yes. Is that like in, like in context or something? Uh, that was like, the like word. Yes, I will uh, win. It was just defiant. Uh, yes, that's that. That's okay. what I'm going to say when my perfect score is revealed next week. That's that's like your campaign slogan for the the crowd. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Vito. I did. Vote Vito. Yes, I did. Yes. Yes, I did get brain damage. <laughs> <laughs>